This is Turn on the Jets Film Room, your weekly extensive breakdown of New York Jets X's and O's. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Blewett. Stop route in the middle curl. I actually like to start from Dawn. Maybe I want to see him get rid of the ball a little bit sooner as he sees a soft coverage, but I like how he leads him outside. Great freaking snag. That's a snag, man. And former Texas Tech All-American, current Arena League coach, and the hero of the Monday Night Miracle, Marcus, Marcus Coleman. Coleman. And again by Coleman. You got to hand it to Marcus Coleman. He made the play earlier to pick it off in front of Gadsden, and then he read the eyes of the quarterback here. That interception is his third of the game, and that ties a Jets team mark. On Turn on the Jets Digital. And you are listening, or hopefully watching, uh, the 16th edition of Turn on the Jets Film Room. Uh, another good week for for the Jets. Actually, it's kind of a, it's a good and a bad week. Uh, there's definitely some negatives against this game, as as well as the Jets let up, you know, 34 points to a team whose receivers shouldn't even be fit. There's six receivers on some other teams, um, but we'll get into that. Uh, you know, but you know, the housekeeping before we get into the show. Uh, TOJ space film space room on iTunes uh, YouTube just type in turn on the Jets and you'll find us there uh, leave reviews and subscribe like I said once we get to 50 we'll send somebody to a game or sign t-shirt or whatever we could do maybe a hat whatever we'll figure it out um, and we actually got another one uh, this week Marcus I think I think you've seen it but another five-star rating and review from Alberto uh bleed green and you know said some stuff like most in-depth analysis anywhere regardless of platform uh, he left just it was it was like a paragraph or two and he's listening. I really appreciate everything he said because it was a fantastic yep. review and we I, I appreciate that a lot. Um, everything he said about us and the, and the show, so that was awesome. Uh, so we appreciate Roberto or Alberto uh, Bleed Green. Um, like I said, you can email me for questions. Uh, you know, uh, Blue at Joe Toj at Gmail, um, Twitter. I'm at Joe RB31 and Marcus is at Patch MC42. No spaces. Uh, and like I said, we're going to get into the Colts Jets, uh, you know, victory at home. But before we do that, Marcus, what's up, man? How much, man? Another week. Trying to stay warm. Yeah. Stay time of year. <laughs> I like it though. I like it because I always, I always say to people, like, listen, you complain about the heat, but the thing, I mean, I mean the uh, the the cold versus the heat. But the thing with the cold is, you could put a jacket on. You can't run around right. naked in the heat. And even if you were, it's still hot, especially in Jersey. Like you played, you played. Uh, you know, at, at what was it? It was actually Giant Stadium when you played, I believe. Um, you weren't back in Shea. Obviously, you're not that right. old. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, not that old, man. It's muggy. It's muggy. <laughs> it's muggy over here, man. When it gets hot, it's gross. So I like. I like the. This is like perfect football weather. Like low fifties, high forties. I love it. So, uh, but yeah, it's good. Uh, this is one of those weeks where I always say, you know, Jets win. I lose all four fantasy teams. Lose all my bets, but I'll, I'll take it. It is what it is. I like when the Jets win. Uh, <laughs> just got back from Maine. I'm actually a little bit under the weather, so if I do cough, I, I apologize. I'll try to mute myself before I do that. Um, but let's get into it because there's a decent amount of film, as always, to get into, and we don't want to make it a five-hour show. So let's try to bang this out. Um, right, cool. So, you know, obviously, just overall, this is a game that the Jets in the past or even earlier in the season most likely would have lost, in my, in my opinion. Um, where they start out quick and then the Colts either co- they come back, uh, they'd have lost it right there. Or even, you know, going into halftime, the Jets were up, what, 10 points, and then the Colts started to march back again, and the Jets kept having answers for the Colts. Um, yeah. Sam Darnold played really well, and we'll, and we'll talk to him. 
Um, but what are your overall thoughts on this game? Because like a lot of people listen, like it, a, a win is a win and people, but a lot of people kind of say, okay, well, you know, if it's a win, so everybody played well. Yeah. I'm not going to say that also because you look at the Colts team and they did all let up 34 points. Uh, and that's too much to this, to this Colts team too. So there's definitely some negatives. This is like almost easy, like even negatives and positives for me in this game, but overall they, they won. They, they did what they had to do. They came back, you know, is was, was, they're down, uh, or just their record was down to one and three, and everybody was really doomy and gloomy. And now mm-hmm. they're five hundred again. So you got to you got to take the W. But there was definitely some negatives as well this game. Yeah, no, this is one of those games where, I mean, honestly, I know what you said about the past, but I mean, they were supposed to win this game. I mm-hmm. mean, considering, I mean, I know the coach, they just got Costanzo back, but I mean, the running game's decent. But you know, at the wide receivers position, I think they've dropped almost 20 balls, you know, within the last two games. You know, the only guy he's really got to throw to is, you know, Eric Ebron, who's been actually playing well. Um, T.Y. Hilton didn't play. You know, they're struggling. And then defensively, they're – even though they're they're basic in what they do, they don't do a whole lot. But It's a fast defense, but they're undersized. Mm-hmm. And they're, not, they're still trying to figure out really kind of what they're doing back there. You know, to tell you the truth, uh, the linebacker core is decent. Uh, the secondary, you know, Lee Cooper is good. I mean, love we both love him. Mm-hmm. But uh, in regards to just like playing as a unit, they're still trying to figure out what to do. So I thought, you know, the Jets, you know, had plenty of chances to take advantage of them, uh, you know, before the game even started. And then, you know, once the game started, you know, you get to see, you know, they did have, you know, a lot of chances. You know, you get the the, the pick six in the first half. Should have had two pick sixes actually in the yep. first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and. And I know Andrew Luck, everybody's glad that he's back, but he's still trying to, like – and I get the windows are small. They are small. But he's trying to, like, thread the needle on, like, a lot of plays. You know, I think that hurts them. And, and you know, just being close, even with some of the technical issues that the Jets have defensively, I thought they I thought they would have had a lot – you know, I thought they had chances to make a lot of plays. And offensively, I just – you know, but, you know, the only thing I didn't like was them going down the field too much, you know, especially when they were in the red zone. You know, that, instead of just – you know, trying to work your way down there. You know, they were trying to get the big, you know, the home run hitter every single, you know, a lot of the times when they were down yeah. there. That's the only thing that I didn't like. Yeah, and obviously in the red zone as well, the Jets were, I, I had a stat somewhere, be like one for seven or one for six. So you want to see that improve because, you know, versus a team like the Patriots, it seems like the Jets always play them close, but their problem always is they drive down to the red zone and kick a field goal or multiple field goals when the, when the Patriots are matching us, and but they're, they're getting down to the red zone and they're scoring touchdowns. So good teams score touchdowns. Good teams right. create off their turnovers, and the Jets can't get turnovers, you know, get to the 20-yard line and stall out and kick a field goal. Or even like we'll, we'll talk about, you said, you know, they should have had two pick sixes. You're referring to Perry Nickerson. And um, he he should have he needed to catch that ball. So it was it was a good game because because they won and the offense especially looked good. But the defense, I I was pretty disappointed overall from the entire defense. But um, as we do it with the Jets win, we start with studs, which you know it's good to start with with studs two weeks in a row. Um, Go with my number three uh, stud of the game, and this one was I was actually gonna put somebody else here, but I just put it uh, him here because uh, you know. It is what it is. But uh, Chris Herndon, um, for the people who like the pro football focus grades, he had a 90.5, which is the highest among tight ends this week. And I really put him here. And I'm not going to show, show any plays of him blocking. But overall blocking, I thought he had a pretty a pretty good game. The tight ends actually blocked pretty well this game. It's actually the interior of the offensive line didn't really block too well. And this game, we saw the, the problems of the tackles with their inability to create push. Um, 
you know, on, on running plays and that really collapses the entire line and just blows up the play. So, but I thought overall he played well, um, you know, played well in, in run blocking. He played well in pass protection when he was in there because the Jets do like to, you know, deploy a lot of 12 and 13 personnel. Uh, two receptions for 56 yards, one touchdown. And the only play I'm going to I'm gonna show um, of him was that catch. I think the other one I, I have it of, you know, under Darnold. Um, yeah. This catch is just a – it's just a, a – post wheel concept and th- see like this throw you can make this throw sometimes i don't want to see him make this all the time because it's super risky yeah. um, but at the same time he's developing the connection and the trust um with his receivers so i'm talking about donald obviously and he throws the ball up to chris herndon uh, and and he jumps over malik cooker and he you know catches the ball i would like to see him secure it initially he has to bobble it um, but really nice catch from him, and he's been doing this a little bit the last couple of the weeks. So he's starting to play um, like the Jets expected him to play, and he looks like he could be the number one receiving threat for the Jets at tight end right now. Yeah, no, and, and like you said, they have the ability to – I mean, that, honestly, it shows a lot of trust from, from Donald, but they have the ability to go up and make that catch, you know, especially mm-hmm. over, you know, over Malik Hooker. You know, luckily he – you know, Malik Hooker misplays this, you know, so yeah. true, you know, his body's kind of out of position. But, yeah. I mean, you make the catch, you know, especially a little cleanly. But – if he has that trust in him, and, and, you know, sometimes you do have to just throw it up there and let the guys go get it. So, obviously, you know, just working with him during the week and, and understanding, you know, what kind of ability Hernan has, he already, you know, has, you know, kind of developed that trust with him. So, we're like, I mean, I'd like to see more of this. I don't mind, you know, throwing it up to, to my big tight end, you know, making a big catch. You know, you just got to be – you have to be – you have to manage that and be, you know, and kind of pick and choose when you do that. Yeah, you don't want to see that all the time because I will get picked uh, um, eventually. But yeah, nice, nice trust. And uh, Marcus, do you have a number number three or you know? Um, no, I don't have a three. I just have two. Okay. I started two. I don't really have a three. <laughs> you don't. You don't abide by the rules, damn it. <laughs> no, I have all a two. Right. I don't have. A, I have two, two. One and two. I don't have. Yeah, I don't have a three. Okay. Um, There's no three this week. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, Herndon, Herndon was my was my three because I I, I follow the rules. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding, but uh, so yeah, Herndon played well. Like I said, and, and that he had a catch versus uh, the the bad game versus Miami, but he had that really nice catch. Was that against the Jags where it was uh, where it came back? But he's he's been he's been doing this a little bit um, this season, and he's been blocking pretty well too. So he's going to develop. And you know, people were kind of down on him after the Miami game, which is understandable. He made some boneheaded mistakes, but He's a guy we drafted in, what, the fourth round? So he's going to take some time to develop. You can't expect a fourth-round uh, draft pick to come in right away and ball out, especially when you miss some camp and things like that. But um, moving on to my number two, uh, it's it's Darnold. Um, I thought he played really, really, really well, minus minus one really, really bad play. Um, mm-hmm. And I have some stats, and I, I stole them from Michael Nania, who is, you know, turn on the Jets – um, you know, stats guy. He just, I don't know if he just sits in his room and does stats really all day, every day, <laughs> finds some crazy stats. Um, and I'm just going to read them off to you. And since 2000, uh, Donald and the Jets are the only team led by a rookie quarterback to score 34 plus in, th- in three of the first six games. Um, you know, he had 24 uh, completions, 30, uh, or sorry, he was 24 for 30, 202, uh, two touchdowns, one interception, 80. Uh, completion percentage, but actually turned out to be a 92.6 adjusted completion percentage, which takes into account like drops and things like that, throwaway spikes. Um, 133.9 QBR. Uh, the second half, Donald led the Jets to eight straight scoring drives, uh, and two of those those 30 balls or six of the misses were, you know, one was a drop by 
uh, Anderson and one was a spike. So he's really like 24 for, for uh, 28. Um, and then another stat, Donald is tied for Big Ben and Phillip Rivers for the NFL lead with seven uh, touchdowns of 20 plus or, or more yards, um, which, you know, touchdown pass over 20 yards basically. Um, mm-hmm. And then with just three more, He'll break the rookie record in a, or the the record for a rookie in a season uh, with over you know those twenty passing touchdowns or the or the twenty plus yard passing touchdowns. So uh, that 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 stat was tracked since 1994. Um, and then one more uh, grade of 91.2 this week, which was the highest among quarterbacks. He's the highest rated quarterback in the NFL, and that's based on the the, the nerdy guys. So I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Um, but he basically he's playing really really well. He had a couple of bad games versus the Jags, which is one of the best defenses in the in the, in the NFL. Maybe not last week against the Cowboys, um, but the Browns who played well versus them. So you know he had some he had some bumps and bruises. And I remember me and Scott Mason were like on Twitter, and some guy tagged us like after the Jaguars game. We're like, is it time to bench Sam Donald and put Josh McCown? I'm like, right, dude, are you are you freaking serious? Like, uh, right. But uh, overall, what are your what are your thoughts on him this game? Because we're we're going to talk about. I'm, I'm going to bring that play up first. The the bad interception. But uh, yeah, the, yeah. No, overall, I thought he played well. To tell you the truth, uh, mm-hmm. with the exception, of, like you said, the the one int, I thought he played well. He definitely looked in command of the offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, made some tough throws. You know when he had to. <clears throat> uh, you know did a good job of you know moving around moving around in the pocket. Even when the coach did get a little bit of pressure, did a good job of you know escaping or whether throwing it away or, or getting the ball downfield. You know, I, you know, I thought he had a good game, and I see him. You know, I see him grow every week. You know, and it doesn't always show up in the stat line, mm-hmm. uh, maybe because you know, I'm looking at kind of different things. I don't just look at numbers. Uh, you know, I'm looking at, you know, who's he throwing it to. You know, I'm looking at the coverage, and you know, if he is he making the right reads, is he going through his progressions? You know, how is he handling you know pressure situations? So I see him growing every single week, and 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 this, you know, if you're a Jets fan, you can only be happy about this. You know, because he is growing. You may like I say, it may not be in the stat line every week, but he's growing every single week and understanding how, you know, how to play the the NFL's you know style of game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and on on this play, what which actually happens is, you know, it's it's kind of it's so it's it's the it's a correct read. It's still a ballsy throw, but he just sees the the mofo. You know, I mean, um, you know. MO, MOFC, which is middle of the field closed, so it's cover three, cover one usually. So he, so either in cover three or cover one, you're pretty much isolated. Or you're you're going to have your receivers isolated on the outside unless it's a, it's a, unless it's right. a exotic look. Um, so he, he recognizes that pre-snap, and then he gets some pressure because Winters actually trips over or steps on Spencer Long's foot, so he gets trucked over. And then if, you, if I go back to this view, um, Donald's not able to step through the throw. Right. But so I, I want to see get rid of this ball. You have you have pressure. You have pressure in your face. So I don't think he, he kind of forced this ball. Like I said, he couldn't step through it. So he was throwing off that off that you know actually kind of like lead foot, but like kind of uh, floating backwards. So he couldn't generate the full power he needed to, which is why it was super super short. Um, and Malik Hooker is one of those guys we talked about before the game. You don't want to do this for him because. He's not Earl Thomas yet, but his range is crazy, and it's exactly you know what happens here. So it's a combination of a couple of different things here. Yeah, I mean, with the pressure in his face like that, you, you can if you have you know if he has the ability to step into it, yeah, I don't mind his throw. Mm-hmm. But knowing that he's falling back, he's got to realize, okay, I don't have anything. Just toss it out of bounds. You know, just throw it behind the guy. You know, because you, I mean, this is 
you know, just because, you know, from the snap because it's low and you get pressure, it's almost a dead play. You don't really have anything right here. So just, you know, just toss it out of bounds. You know, you live the fight another day, you save the INT. So, but he'll, but he'll, you know, the, the more he plays, you know, he'll, he'll understand that, you know, you can't just throw it up and, and, and give away, you know, and give, give, and create turnovers like this. So he'll, he'll learn that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Spencer Long, man, we're going to talk, we're, I'm going to show another bad snap of this guy, but, but you're getting paid millions of dollars to snap a ball, man. Like, I get it. You have to get your, your you have to get out of your stance really quickly, especially for a center. It's harder because you have to snap the ball, then get out of your stance and prepare for the one tech, zero tech. But dude, right. give Donald some good snaps, man. Like he, he has just been playing so bad from the run game, from pass protection to pick up stunts. He came and snapped the ball, um, <laughs> and uh, like you know more than I do. But I explained it, you know, on on the Exodus Quick Hits I did the other day. The NFL is such a timing league with your dropbacks mm-hmm. uh, that throwing it off a split second can completely screw you. And yeah. we've shown this on this show probably plenty of times. How the game? How it's, it's not even a game of inches; it's a game of, of millimeters. And let's say, okay, Robbie Anderson, you know, like for a three-step drop, his first read is Robbie Anderson. Wherever he is, uh, the three-step drop, Robbie Anderson has to get open by a sixth step of his route. Um, but if Robbie Anderson's open on that sixth step of his route, because but because of Donald, that split second he had to had to take to adjust to that that poor uh, that poor snap. Now that Robbie Anderson's open on that sixth step, it's going to take him that extra split second to get the ball there. And that extra split second is enough for that, that cornerback, you know, or linebacker, whoever, to get on that, uh, that route. So, so it just it throws off everything. So it throws off Anderson. It throws off his second read, who gets open in nine steps. So his third read in 12 steps. Like, it just it screws up everything, um, and it's not helping him. So it's just it's, – it's really frustrating to see Long right now. And I'm going to show another play later if there's another terrible snap. But um, he's been really bad. Yeah, he's he's got a lot of work to do. I mean, he really does. I mean, but here's the thing: before the play even starts, every O line coach, you know, talks to the center like, "Look, the snap is the first and foremost thing that you have to have handled." You know, you can, you know, and and as a center, you know, when you're blocking anyway, you, and you know, that's why it's taught. You know, you're already going to lose like half a step or a step. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, unlike you know to you know to the defender, just because you know you have to step the ball, you're going to be late, so you got to expect that. But you have to the first thing you have to do before you do anything is step the ball, make your calls, but then dial in and, and get a good snap. So he's, I mean, he's got a lot of work to do. And even even on the snap, he goes the wrong way. I'm assuming here <laughs> on the block, you know, which creates the pressure. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, but yeah, he he's got a little bit of work to do. And this, you know, at some point, I, I don't know if if uh, you know, the OC Bates is going to try to look for another center or if, you know, Bowles is going to do the same thing, but they're going to have better improved play from, you know, from long. Yeah. If he doesn't, um, if, if he doesn't improve this, these last, you know, uh, 10 games that the Jets have, and this isn't even factoring in his, his injury history. So he's playing poorly and he has an injury history, so it's not good for him. But the good thing about him is, or the good thing about his contract is all of his guaranteed money was was is is in his first year, so they can get rid of him with no dead cap next year. And I think most likely that's going to happen. I right. think at the minimum you're going to have a new center and left guard next year. Um, Beecham's been playing actually pretty well in, in pass protection run game. He's not that great, but pass protection he's actually been pretty damn good. Um, Winters is 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 average, and Shell is probably a little bit below average, but right around average. So I think. Um, those guys you can live with, and then you want to eventually build it up. But I think the two pieces that you absolutely need to replace are the center and left guard um, going into next year. That's at the minimum. I'm, would I like to see them get a new left tackle? Obviously, if it's a franchise guy, yeah. But 
I'm just saying you could get by with with you know some of the offensive linemen the Jets do have. They're not as bad as like the Giants, you know. Um, which I guess isn't really saying too much. That's kind of just that's kind of just wasted <laughs> yeah. air time right there. But uh, doesn't really get much worse than them. Um, but yeah, so, so this is another play here, and again, it's it's actually I don't know necessarily why put this here um because it's actually uh, this is probably the most simple read in the in the nfl is slant flat it's an in and out um and he, he sees that that's man coverage uh looks like it's cover one hole um and he just he, he reads it quickly fires the ball into i think this is yeah this is this is anderson here um mm-hmm. but you know I, I don't know necessarily why i put this in here but i guess a good play from uh donald <laughs> Yeah, it's a good read. He sees it quick, uh, and he made yeah. a lot of throws like that where he saw the coverage quick, and mm-hmm. and you know a lot of the times the ball was out of his hands before the receiver even turned around. You know there were several throws where it was, you know where it was like that. So, uh, I mean, no, it's a good play. It's simple play. You know what it is, but you know it's a good read by him and uh, <clears throat> and putting the ball on Anderson like he's supposed to. Yeah, and you know what it is? I think I now I'm watching this again while we're talking about it. I think I think it's the throw that I that I that I really like. He he's leading him, and it's it's a rocket, man. It's a that's yeah. a that's a quick ball. Um, so actually, it, it's it's because of the ball. It's it's it, you know, listen, it's a slant, and it's probably one of the easiest throws to make in, in the NFL. Um, but it's still it's still a nice ball from from what I'm looking at when I'm playing it. Um, again, and we're gonna go over obviously a couple of uh, Donald plays, but honestly, like. This was a really good game, but I almost think going over the film from last game, I kind of like it more from a film perspective mm-hmm. because I think for this game, I'm, I'm going to be honest. We're always honest on the show. Um, the Colts sucked. Like, right, right. Yeah, that's say they were, yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying at the beginning of the show. Like, yeah, I mean, it was a good game, but I'm like, especially on the back end, like, yeah, they they don't really have a good idea of what they're doing. You know, right now. Yeah, you know, yeah. They're just kind of playing coverages. They don't really know, understand and, how to play, you know, how and, to play everything. Yeah, yeah, listen, I'm not taking anything away from Donald. Donald still played really – I would say a really good game. He was the highest-rated quarterback in the NFL this week. So, I'm not saying, like, he, it was a bad game or he was he was giving it. He's 21 years old, and he balled out. And he's been balling out. And this is what we want to see, and I'm really happy with what he's done. Um, but we have to talk about the defense, too. And the defense is bad. But this play, I watched it from the other view, too. And this is just – they're running a – a smash concept to the to the field side right here, and mm-hmm. Donald sees that it's it looks um I mean this looks like cover two yeah it looks like yeah, yeah cover two, and um Donald sees that the corner on the bottom is squatting on Curse and he and he actually looks all he looks him off he looks at the corner route from Robbie Anderson which makes the corner um you know vacate his zone a little bit to try to take the deeper route and then he throws the ball to. Uh, to curse, which picks up like eight yards, I believe I believe it is, or not eight yards. It's actually like, like five yards, but he actually looked off this corner to open up curse. So I thought that was, you know, it's subtle, but that's important. Yeah, no, that is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and like you said, I mean, it, it's, I mean, it's too, I mean, the corner could make that easier on himself by go ahead and, and not being stuck on curse so much, but, you know, yeah. he does a good job of, of at least, you know, occupying the corner long enough to where he has to turn and play. Cause you know, his job is to play underneath the seven route, the safety's on top, the corner's underneath mm-hmm. the seven, you know, they, they squeeze it together and, uh, you know, he gets them off of him long enough and, and makes a good throw to curves. Yeah. That's exactly what a smash concept is attacking. It's attacking that, that cloud corner and that, and that curl mm-hmm. to flat right there. And that's what it does. But Darnell knows that and he, and he, he looks him off, you know, perfectly right there. And that's like, 
like I said, it doesn't seem big and it's, it's not huge, but for a 21 year old to be like that, that confident and being to making these reads in his, in his sixth NFL game. Um, I'm happy with him. Uh, and people were hyping up Baker Mayfield, all this stuff and Baker Mayfield play well the first couple of games, but now he's throwing a lot of interceptions and making a lot of dumb plays and, and Donald's two, three years younger than all these other guys who are drafted. You have to take that into account. And I think he's playing, you know, if not the best number, the maybe second best to Mayfield, but I would put Donald above him right now. I would still take Donald over any one of these guys right now for what he's doing at 21, what he's showing. Uh, I'm impressed. That's, that's for damn sure. Um, yeah. And this was the play. This is a touchdown to, to prior. This is just, this is another, um, this is just an anticipation throw. And it's another, it's another cover two look. It's like almost like a Tampa, Tampa two here that, you have that middle uh, hook opening up to the, to the strength. But Donald, this is, Really nice throw. He's throwing the ball one before uh, Pryor turns around, so it's an anticipation throw. He rockets it in there. It's in the only place it can be between those two linebackers, and he throws the ball because he's reading that linebacker. Now, if the linebacker had his hips weren't so opened to the to the outside, and he could have broken the ball better, he probably wouldn't have thrown this ball. But I think Donald recognizes his leverage and his hips right here, and he fires the ball and you know perfectly. Oh yeah, that and he's too deep. I mean, he's in the red zone. If anything, the linebacker should be right on right the goal line. line. Yeah, yeah, he's too deep. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this is, this is um, I mean, this is, I mean, this, people call it different things. I mean, some people call it red two, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the, you know, what uh, you yeah, know, five what, guys along the along yeah. the yeah the end zone line, and then two right. guys playing back. Yep. Yeah. So, but yeah, the the linebacker gets too deep, and you know, it's a great read. You know, prior, you know, stops his right, right, you know, just you know, right in front of the linebacker, and this is another one of those throws where the ball is gone before before probably even turns around, you know, so it's, you know, it's a good read by him and, and seeing a linebacker and seeing his depth and, and knowing that he has room to get it in there. Yeah. And it's a, it's, it's a rocket too, which is, you know, perfect. Yeah. That's a, that's a freaking that's a, that's a seed right there. So I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm impressed. And it's funny that you bring up red too. I think we actually see an example of green too later in this game that I'm, I'm going to bring up. We're talking about colors. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Well, we'll see. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure there's a, there's a, there's a green two look in this, in this game. Um, but which will which will I'll teach you about, and that's what more like one of the guys have a lot of guys have been writing about. They say they're big football fans. They learn a lot from the show, and this is what we're trying to do. So you watch the game, and like our listeners are going to start to be those people who like go to a bar and hear people talk about like football and concepts. You're like, what the we, dude? Shut up! And you just yeah. like, go away, <laughs> drink your beer in the corner, you look miserable. Like, it is what it is. I, I'm I'm at tailgates a lot, and like I hear people. I'm like, kind of like yeah. when you talk to your girlfriend, you know, and she's talking too much. You're kind of like, yep, mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm. It's kind of yep. what I do now. <laughs> um, and I learn a lot, and it helps me to do the show with you too because I, I learned a lot from you as well. But uh, so this is this, – this was just pure – and this is a throw that we did not see in the first couple of weeks. And he – if you look in the Jets are in a, in a two-by-two gun set, and Anderson just has – whether you want to call it a fader or a nine, he's almost fading to the back. Corner. I would call it more of a fade. Um, yeah. And – Donald sees that the corner, I, he trusts him so much right here because the corner is opening up almost three, four yards before Anderson um, is attacking him. And Donald just trusts him to blow by him. And this throw, I wanted to get it from this angle just so you can see like wh- when he threw the ball. He threw the ball at, at this point, or he loaded up at, at this point to throw the ball. Um, so he trusts Anderson a lot here. And this ball, is pro- it was probably even better than the ball last week to Anderson that he actually caught. It's behind right. the corner's head it's right there. We see Anderson oh, yeah. extended. That's a perfect ball. No, that's that, a perfect, that's a perfect ball. 
It literally does not I, – I do not think it gets any better than that. And last week, it was just as good. So, he did this two weeks in a row. But Anderson did, unfortunately, he, he dropped. He doesn't drop a lot of these, but he, he did drop it. But the trust and the throw here is – this throw is absurd. It really is absurd. No, that's the perfect throw. I mean, Robert's got to make that catch. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's in, it's in the perfect spot. And, I mean, you you know, part of the, you know, the reasoning or the logic behind the – you know, behind that reduced split is it gives Robbie Anderson, you know, more room and gives, you know, Darnold more room to throw the ball so they can, you know, so they can make this throwing catch, which, you know, he does. I mean, he puts it in, in a great spot. And this, this, this is definitely one of the better balls that we've seen him throw, you know, by far. So. Yeah, this is his best, this is the best throw of the game. Um, at least, at least in my opinion, you know, I can't put words in your mouth, but that ball is just fantastic. And, uh, like you said, the reduced split is so you can you have that cushion on the sideline. You use that to your advantage. You know, you, you stack them and then you fade out at the last second, take advantage of that that space between you and the sideline. Um, so let's uh, let's go to the next one. I have think four more of Donald, and uh, let's see here. What's this? Uh, I said crease concept, which crease is basically for people who are learning or want to learn. Um, you know, it's basically just an inverted mills. Uh, it almost looks like a dagger at times without that underneath drag. Right, and they run. A, they're running a crease concept right here to three by three by one set, and they're running the crease. And this again, this is another anticipation throw. Can you see him start to load up when when uh, I think that's I think it's Jermaine Curse. Yeah, Jermaine Curse is about to break inward on his on his post, um, or he kind of sits it down a little bit. Almost looks like a like a um, you know dig, but it is a post, and. He throws the ball. He's, he loads up to throw the ball here, and the Colts are running uh, a cover three look. And he yeah. sees the the the, the, you know, the linebackers and the safeties, wherever they are, kind of kind of drifting out there to their to their intermediate zones. And he throws the ball here. That's this right there. This is anticipation. Does that if you if you look at this picture, if you're watching on YouTube, does it, does it not look open like that? This this linebacker or safety could drift back a little bit, intercept the ball, but he knows that he knows what he's looking at. He knows the coverage. And he delivers a nice ball to um, – actually, I think it's Pryor. That's Pryor. Pryor. Yeah, I can tell by his, by his uh, body language and stuff and how he catches the ball and how tall he is. But, um, yeah, really nice throw, anticipation, reading the defense. That's another really, really good play. Yeah, no, that was a good play. And, you know, Pryor and Curse are you – know, they're actually my number twos. But, no, it's, it's great anticipation okay. by Darnold, uh, especially when – and this makes it is easy. Is Darnold your one, by the way? Yeah, Darnold's my one. Okay. Yeah, uh, and, but uh, I mean, it's in it, the the Colts. They don't, you know, they don't do anything to really impede Donald Tate the truth because once, once because they're looking back and they're really staring at him, they're not really seeing what the rock combinations are around him. Yep. You know, and seeing where their men are. I mean, it's not, you know, and there's one thing that that we always talk about on defense when you're dropping in zone, you don't you don't drop the cover grass. You know, you you have a spot, but. It's almost like you play, or the way that I coach it and that I learned it, you know, it's almost like playing a matchup zone, you know, so you know where the receivers are and you just kind of lock onto the guy in your zone. But here, you know, they're all flowing to the flat, you know, looking at looking at Sam Darnold and, and Terrell Pryor comes wide open on the dig route, you know, which is, is great anticipation. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're distracted by, you know, Herndon breaking into – I think it's Herndon breaking into the flat right there and they're looking at Darnold as well. And uh, yeah, it's exactly what this crease concept is, is meant to do. You're occupying that middle of the field safety um, and you're isolating that outside corner in, in cover three where he's, he's going to have to come out of his responsibility to, to come and play that. And he's playing with outside leverage. He's going to play, you know, the deep third. So it's, it's, you're really isolating that, that corner and you're throwing it over the intermediate zones. And 
it's what happens, and that's why it works. It's a good call. It's, it's good execution. It's a little bit of bad play um, by the Colts. But there's always a mixture of things into every single play. Um, and then this was – and this was the uh, drive. And this is my favorite uh, part of Coach Bowles in this game, his the ballsiness to go for it before the half. But uh, we'll talk about him in a little bit. But um, this was one of the throws before – um, you know, halftime and the Jets were, you know, the clock was running. Uh, not, I think it was only like one timeout at this point, maybe no timeouts. And another, another really good throw, three by one gun. And um, I believe it's prior, yeah, it's prior isolated on the bottom of the field to the, uh, looks like the field side. It's pretty, you're pretty much split between the splits. But uh, again, he sees that he has leverage on that, that linebacker drifting out into the, into the flat, taking that exit angle. Um, and he fits a nice ball in again on the sideline, gets out of bounds, and the uh, the clock stops right there. Oh yeah, and that's that's good because you get to save timeouts. And yeah, that's Robbie Anderson, by the way. Um, Is it? Yeah, that's Robbie. Yeah, prior's in the in the, in the third. Spot. Oh yeah, you know why? Yeah. I can't. Prior, I, catch, prior catches the next one before they kick the field. No, I can't read. Yeah. I put Donald throw <laughs> after prior completion before half to get out. So I I just oh, yeah. saw prior. So I I can't read. I'm you know fourth grade. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, and, and this is a good play because even <clears throat> I mean you pick up the first down, but the important thing is you get out of bounds and you save your timeouts because I think at this point they only had two, uh, uh, two timeouts left. I, I want to say I don't think they used that first one at this point. They may have, but you get to save you save those timeouts and. You give yourself an opportunity to come up with a good play, uh, you know, to, to try to get to the, you know, to get a little further down the field to, to kick the field goal. So it was definitely a good play. It was a good read. I'm really surprised that the Colts played this coverage because usually you want to funnel everything. You want to play something that funnels everything, you know, back to the middle of the field and not give up the sideline. So, yeah. So, you, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, Cover three is like the worst possible thing for covering the flats and the sideline. Right. So I was a little baffled. I was a little baffled when I see, when I did see this, but yeah. I mean, I guess you know, I don't know, because uh, because usually that guy in the flat, I mean, hardly ever gets underneath that. I mean, that's, I mean, it's really hard for that guy to get under there. But good yeah. throwing catch, I like it though. You know, we talk about like the weaknesses in in cover three, and obviously they're almost showing like a cover two or cover four, but they 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 you know they rotate into that into that just basic cover three look where you have that that safety is primary on that the curl the flat zone. That's his responsibility, but. Cover three, you could see it. You can see it here. It's perfect. Um, yeah. Cover three, the weaknesses are are the f- quick flats area. Yep. Um, yep. It's be obviously with every zone. It's behind. It's be behind the linebackers and and uh, in front of the safeties, minus the middle of the field and in the Tampa too. And then it's the seams be- between the safeties. You're gonna attack them like a four four vertical or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that shows it perfectly. Literally, it's that's exact exactly where the where the weaknesses are. Um, so. Yeah, nice, nice throw by Donald. Uh, nice catch by Anderson. Um, <laughs> kid, kid can't even read, and he's putting on a podcast. That's just not good. <laughs> um, that, but two more players from from Donald. This is the the very next uh, play. So, um, yeah, I know. I think they actually had only one timeout here uh, at, at that at that point. When we threw out at that point. So they so they did use the other one because I know they yeah. had two going to the drive. So they, I guess yeah, they, because I remember. I think they. I I forget they called it after another play, but I think it's actually the very next play. And this is the this is at least what I what I saw. This this looked like uh, green too to to me um, because you have that this corner right here basically in a trail instead of like squatting in that curl to flat, which he, he's playing a little bit safer. And and then this uh, corner up here is not even in trail, but he's just playing it. Um, you know, he's playing it pretty safe. But it looks like it looks like a like a green two to me. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but he makes another you know another good throw. Obviously. Um, 
that that linebacker or safety right there in a three by one gun at that outside slot. He doesn't really reroute him or anything too well. And uh, Kirsch just runs a you know a post behind it. Um, and Donald makes a throw into a pretty big window, but it's it's more about this situational football, not not panicking, staying in the pocket, going through your reads, making an accurate ball, and then they get to the ball and they spike the ball with three seconds left, and then they they kick a field goal before half. So, yeah, and it's like you said, it's good anticipation, knowing that especially since the the middle linebackers, you know, he's dropping he's dropping the opposite way, <clears throat> and you get you all you got to do is use your eyes. You know, keep the the flat defender, you know, mm-hmm. play side, you know, going to the sideline, and and good job to real you know, to real prior wrapping around and, and sitting in the zone, you know, sitting in the hole. You know, that's good anticipation by both of them. Tell you the truth, and Donald makes another good throw, and and they get the field goal going into the half. I mean, that's what you want. And the most really, while all this is impressive, the most impressive part of that to me was right as soon as the offensive lineman saw that Terrell Pryor caught the ball. It's funny just watching O lineman try to sprint. So that's yeah. why. <laughs> but they they all broke out in the full sprint and they got in and, and got the spike so that's you know you, you practice that you know you work on that yeah you, you know every week so they did a good job of being coached up and and they got it done when they needed to yeah they're 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 still really good athletes but offensive linemen are still pretty damn slow, <laughs> yeah. slow. like obviously if you're just a joe schmoen you can't run they're gonna be faster than you but if you're any type of athlete you could you could pretty much run faster than an offensive lineman you see him running like you know, five one forties and stuff like that. It's that's pretty. It's pretty bad. Um, yeah. um, so, let's go to the last play of uh, Donald. At least that's you know highlighted specifically um, for him. But let's see. Uh, oh, so this is a, this is an RPO. I watched a couple more times. I put question marks on if it was an RPO, but actually it was an RPO okay. uh, here. And it's a. You see, curse is it's just another like slant flat con or a slant flat con. So it's a little bit deep, like a deeper slant um, yeah. from from Dream Curse. But uh, Donald is he could have actually almost he could have handed the ball here. He wanted to go for a little bit more. But what I really liked about it is after the handoff, you could see him look to that. He looks that flat, which really draws right. that linebacker right there. Draws the linebacker, which opens up that window right there. That's a that's it's not a tight. It's not like too tight of a window, but it kind of is as that line. He has to float over that linebacker right there who jumps for the ball. But he he looks that he looks that linebacker off, which was which was impressive, and then it fits it into to curse right there. Yeah, he moves him. He moves him. You know, just enough so he can get the ball in there. Here's my thing, and this is I know this is like a total rant, dude. Your area is hooked to curl. You got three dudes out there playing the flat. Why are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, see, that's why I'm looking at the quarterback. Like, that's why I'm I'm real big on not looking. Even in zone coverage, you need to be able to, you need to see the route combinations first before you start looking back at the quarterback so you know everybody is. Mm-hmm. But he falls for the okie doke. You know, Donald gets him going out to the flat and, and gets the window. You know, it completes the, you know, it makes a good throw. So you know, it props to Donald. You know, <laughs> you know for doing that. But yeah, I gotta, I gotta. I mean, I'm just when I see that, I'm just kind of like, dude, what do you? I mean, like, why? Like, what are you looking at? Like, you're not gonna get there. First of all, even if he throws it to the flat, you're gonna be super late, and you got three guys out, you know, out there already. Yeah, don't worry. You're gonna have plenty of time to <laughs> rant about the Jets' bad pass defense. I'll just gonna play plays and let you talk about it because some of them it was it was really bad. But oh, no, um, yeah, I know. I'm gonna save it. Yeah, because I do have plenty for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, try, yeah. We both will. Um, so yeah, moving on from Donald though, like I said, he played really well. Uh, he could have been my number one, but my number one, Jason Myers, dude. It, listen, it is what it is. You break a franchise record for kicking field goals. I think he's like second in the NFL right now to, to total points accounted for, only second to Todd Gurley. 
Um, yeah. And he hasn't kicked any like 50 plus yards or anything like that. But listen, I'm gonna give you credit, and because I remember him go come up to the to the uh, you know to kick a field a couple times. And like I said, we were in Maine, and I actually sat in a pretty cool uh, you know uh, booth where they had individual TVs for every single booth, which is pretty pretty cool. But uh, every time I walked, I was like, oh, my girlfriend I was like, oh, he's gonna miss one. Like he's not that great of a kicker. Dude, seven for seven, three for three on extra points. So he's ten for ten. He's sixteen for seventeen this year. I, I'm gonna give him credit, but now I know next week he's gonna shank an easy twenty-five yarder. Oh come on, don't say that. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna give him credit. He, he listen. He scored. He counted for twenty-four of the Jets' forty-two points. So um, he's my number one stud. Yeah, it's not. I mean, yeah, like you said, kickers are great. people too. Kickers are people too. You got to give props to the kickers, like you really do. I mean, because kickers they, they they go through a lot. I mean, look at shoot, look at what happened to Mason Crosby last week. Yeah. He zero for five, and this week, you know, you get the game winner. I mean, yeah, that's just, that's the life game. That's the life of a kicker. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's just what it is. And, and you know, you, you know, but you definitely have to give props to the kickers. They they are, they're. I mean, special th- all special teams are important, and they're definitely you know <laughs> the, the most important piece of you know of, of all the teams. You know, that's just my opinion. So, yeah, you know, big kudos to him. Listen, they have one of the worst, best jobs in the country. You get yeah. paid a lot of money to kick a ball, and, and you don't really have to run around or do anything like that. You have to travel. You have to see the country. So that's the good part. Yep. The bad part is you miss one field goal at the end of the game or during the game, and people forget about, you know, all the 130 average plays of an NFL game, and the right. one kick you missed is the reason they lost the game. So right. it's a lot of pressure. Like it's it's a lot a lot of pressure. Um, you're isolated. It's like a free throw in basketball. Like you can make a three or a dunk, but you know that free throw in front of thirty thousand fans. You know to win the game, it's it's a lot of pressure. Um, yeah, that's, so. it's tons of pressure. That's why everybody just kind of leaves kicker. You know, just kind of leave them alone. Let them be, let them be in their own space. You know, because it is it's a ton of pressure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. Uh, who was that kicker for the uh, Ravens? They like came back versus the Patriots in the in the conference championship, and he shanked like a thirty-two yarder. Um, and then the Patriots went on to play whoever it was that year. And then the next year, I was like, oh, you know, man, Ray Lewis is gonna retire. That sucks. I want the team win another ring. And they come back the next year and beat the uh, Niners in the Super Bowl. But yeah. I forget who they played after. But yeah, that kicker shanked like a thirty-two yarder to win the game. Um. But moving on to the duds, uh, the first two duds are going to be quick for, for me. Uh, number two and number three, listen, the red zone offense was my third dud. Um, uh, you know, one for six is – I think it's unacceptable. Uh, you yeah. want to take a 50, uh, 50, like around 50, like, you know, three for six, that's, that's acceptable. Um, you even want to see greater than that if you're playing a good team. But with some of the good teams coming, uh, the Patriots twice, with the Vikings coming, even with the Bears, if you're in the red zone, you want to take, uh, you know, you want to capitalize on those opportunities. You can't go one for six. So I, I, they got my number three. My number two is the pass rush. Um, they got very little pass rush this game. They didn't blitz a lot, obviously, um, but the pass rush was non-existent. Uh, you know, Luck was standing back in the pocket for four or five seconds, you know, frequently with no pressure in his face. Obviously there was some plays of pressure. Um mm-hmm. but those two those two units just overall and, and you know aspects of the game got my number two and three. Yeah, I'm actually kind of I we have the same the same actual you know duds. Mine are just reverse. Uh red okay. I mean for me the the secondary was probably uh is the the second dud. Pass versus three on my list. I mean we never had a just haven't had a really good pass rush all year anyway, you know, unless it's, it's mainly caused by blitz, you know, bringing an extra guy. So 
I'm not super hard on the pass for us, but it needs to, you need to be able to rush the passer with four guys, you know, you know, or or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. so that was my third. My second was the secondary for sure. Uh, the coach, <sighs> yeah, the coach had a lot of. Do you see how many plays uh, I have queued up in the secondary right now? Yeah, I know the coach had a lot of lot of drop balls. Uh, you know, still struggling with with a lot of you know. And I I know they played a little bit more zone. You know, this game just because yeah. of you know you really didn't have to man up and 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 uh you know play the coach defenders like that. Especially you know going against Andrew Luck. You know he's going to throw you some picks. So yeah, I'm going to play zone and maybe have you know some pressures behind it. Uh, but still, too many holes in, in that secondary. And and for me, red zone offense. There's there's like two or three things that are that are super important, and mm-hmm. and I learned this from you know obviously playing under Parcells and Belichick, and, and I mean even Dom Capers say the truth. You got to be good on third down. You got to you got to convert points, and they have to be field goals. As, I mean, excuse me, have to be touchdowns as opposed to you know field goals. You always want to score more touchdowns than field goals. Yeah, those are probably you know, and you got to win a turnover battle. Those are probably the top the, you know the three most important mm-hmm. things when you're playing defense. I don't care. You can rush and throw for 7,000 yards. You don't get in the end zone. You know, it doesn't, you know, I really don't give a damn. You know, I'm not interested in yards and stats and all that. Yeah. And, yeah. and they go you know, and they go one for six and, you know, in the red zone. And, you know, that's really, that's bad. That's unacceptable. You, you, you're hardly going to win any games doing that. Yeah. Another, another really important thing that I, that I noticed, um, I agree with your three. I think four would probably be I, the really good teams. You see Tom Brady do it all the time. Um, scoring points before halftime. Before halftime, another yeah. yeah, is a really another key element to to games. And how many times do you see that even just the Jets versus the Patriots? They'll be up like ten to thirteen or ten to seventeen or seventeen to ten, I guess. Uh, go, you know, with like a minute and a half before halftime, and then Tom Brady drives it down your throat and scores a touchdown. And you're like, right. And now we're going back <laughs> into halftime, a tied game. Like, come on. But he does it all the time. And Tom Brady also shout out to the the best QB sneaker of NFL, in NFL history. No doubt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually did that. They did that to. Yeah. They did that last week with uh, Donald twice on third down against the Broncos. I was like, yes, like please. I've seen it so many times. I don't know why more teams don't do that. Um, yeah, no, I mean, work a lot. Um, yeah, to me that just shows that that shows no confidence in your offensive lines. What that shows me, mm-hmm. I mean, because Pace is just like, yeah, we're gonna do it. You just you know. But yeah. also, most people do it. They don't do it the way New England does it. New England spreads you out. Like, they create those, you know, the, yeah. those holes. Most people, they, they want to pack everybody in, and you want a quarterback sneak into, like, 12 people. Like, that makes no sense, you know. Yeah, exactly. They, they load up, like, 23 <laughs> personnel and try to sneak. Right. <laughs> yeah, we're exactly. Yeah. Where the Patriots, you know, you're going to isolate. With, unless they're, like, a double mug look, um, which then makes right. it a little more difficult. And double mug, for people who don't know, you just have two one-texts. Um, but usually you're going to have a guy, a one tech, zero tech, one tech, wherever, wherever that one guy is. And you just go the opposite way of him. Just explode off of that center's ass, whatever way the, the defender is not. And you're going to get it a lot. Um, yeah. But yeah, so my, my number one was a secondary. Um, and Adams was, I'm going to say this was his worst game, but even in his worst game, he was a part of all three turnovers. Uh, yeah. One of those turnovers was super fluky. That, that interception for Claiborne was, dude. You drop a five-yard pass from Luck on like a screen, whatever it was, and then Adams actually should have caught the ball, but he dropped it and tipped it up to Claiborne. Um, but he also he he had a, a pass deflection on a slant route, which people thought was a drop, but he actually deflected the ball. You see the ball's trajectory change, and then the running back or receiver, whoever I think it's a running back, because I said slant. I mean the uh, receiver, because I said slant. Uh, he dropped it because of that. Um, he also had you know a couple pass deflections. He had. 
Um, you know, that forced fumble, which we'll go over. So he played okay, but I still think this was his worst game. But even in his worst game, he's a part of three turnovers. So he's, he's really playing well. Um, yeah. Like you said, the Colts three weeks in a row had six drops. Six drops versus New England. Six drops versus whoever they played before that. Six drops versus the versus the Jets. And Luck still threw for 100, uh, 301 yards with those drops, where if they didn't drop the ball in those plays, he probably would have had close to 400 yards or, or right around that, at least a you know, high um, 300. So, um yeah, yeah and it, I mean, yeah, and on top of that, who knows uh, if they don't have those drops, the drives, you know, the, those drives continue and they turn into scores. I mean, so, you yeah. know, minus that, you know, you, you really you really get lucky because these guys aren't, aren't catching the ball right now. But, I mean, those, those are especially, you know, a lot of, you know, some of them on third down, some of them were big plays down the field. You know, those, those can be potential, you know, potential scores if the drive keeps going. So, you, you know, you got to, you know, the secondary has got to clean that up. I mean, they really do. Yeah, yeah, for real. Like, even, like, on this play, like, this is just one of the drops where um, it's just a it's – it's another long developing, uh, you know, sale concept to the um, to the boundary side. And this receiver, whoever number eight is – I think 80 is, is Chester Rogers. And uh, maybe Luck throws a little bit behind him. But that's still a very catchable ball yeah, in the NFL. It, and and it dropped. Yeah, honestly – <laughs> Listen, I'm not taking too much away from the Jets, but if they didn't, if they only had one, uh, you know, one drop out of these six, the Jets probably lose this game. So, right, right. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, but Rogers got to catch this ball. Yeah, and this and look, I mean, look, he he's still trying to you know get you know find his way back in. He needs to turn and square his hips a little more when he's making this throw. Uh, but yeah, Rogers got to catch this ball. But this is a third down. You know, I think this is third down. Uh, oh, but even, even if it's not, they get the first down, and the drive keeps going. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you know, it's just, yeah, it's just, you know, you just never know, you know, you can't depend on, you know, you can't depend on people dropping balls and, or thinking just because the pressure is there that throws can't be made, especially when, you know, you do run into teams like the Patriots and, and, uh, you know, some of these other teams where the quarterbacks are, are playing well, mm-hmm. but you can't depend on that. So you, you got to clean it up and tighten up in the secondary. Yeah, on that play that I was just showing, I took it off the screen now because we have so many plays to go over in the secondary. But again, the linebackers are getting sucked up because of play action. The linebackers are really susceptible on this team to getting sucked up by play action. They're a little bit too aggressive, um, yep. you know, with that. And this play, um, I'm going to say it's 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 cover four. Uh, and Nickerson, because he has to, he's not in man here. He doesn't, I don't think he, he I don't think he peels off of this um, for any reason other than he wants to, you know, get into the zone he has to get into. And uh, it confuses Luck a little bit because he thinks uh, he thinks Perry Nickerson's carrying that slot receiver, um, and Nickerson just literally in a perfect situation. I don't think it's a really a, it's a, it's not even a great play by him. I think he's just in the right place at the right time, and the ball literally hits him right in the hands, and he and he drops the ball. So if he if he catches this, if he can't outrun Luck and some and some offensive you know big fatties to the sideline because you want to go number <laughs> sideline, this is a pick right. six that he that he drops. So. Yeah, um, you, yeah, you, yeah. You got to make that play. I mean, he also tell you what's going to hurt him if he continues to if he continues to to reroute like that. Like you want to get the good reroute, which he does, but you don't. You, you never want to turn like that when you're rerouting and get turned all the way around. Your you reroute supposed to be you, yeah. You want to be pushing through the through the receiver when you're rerouting. So you're pushing him, you know, hours as well, and and your slot, you know, that momentum staying square and shuffling out and pushing you, you know, pushing you to the next, the next zone or the next, mm-hmm. the next uh, area, you know, is how you want to play it. But yeah, you got to catch this. I mean, hit you in the face. 
you get I mean, you, yeah. you got a case though. I understand it's, like a, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a seed from luck, but still you got to you got to make plays. You, you got a case um, there. You know, that's, why, <laughs> that's why all those damn DBs in the NFL play play uh, don't play receiver, right? Right, Marcus? <laughs> no, yes. no uh, I don't remember saying that myth. That's not. No, right. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's pretty stupid because I'm sure Robbie Anderson, if he couldn't catch, would be playing safety or cornerback, right? Um, so. And on this play, so there is a couple things in this play. Um, it's cover one. Adams is playing off on on Ebron. Ebron gets away with a clear. He 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 pushes he pushes off. Um, yeah, you can see it. You can see it right right there. He, he's definitely pushing off the top of the route. But right. you know the offense is always going to win out. Yep. Um, but <laughs> like, the thing yep. with Adams in, in coverages, he always he always is like playing hot. His technique is not great. His back pedal is not great. And right. he's always a little hoppy. Like you see at the at the top of the routes, I mean, he starts to hop here, and he he gets he the, the, he like loses contact with the ground for a split second, which doesn't help him. He's he's a little bit too hoppy. Yeah, now he is, and he needs to stop shuffling. I mean, because here's the thing: he can just be in a slow pedal. He's gonna outrun every tight end that he faces. And the thing, and the reason here's, and this is, I was actually told this by an official: when you're covering tight ends and you're down the field like this, yes, you have the right to hold your ground. But because you're outside of the five-yard area, they're not going to call. Like if a, if a tight end, you know, gives you a slight push or gives you an elbow to kind of, or nudges you off or something like that, yeah. they're not going to call that because they the, the tight end himself has the ability to fight through you even if you're standing your ground. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So as long as you don't – as long as the tight end doesn't extend his hand, but he actually clearly does here. But as yeah. long as you don't yeah, – as, as, as long as they don't catch the tight end, mm-hmm. you know, just overly extending – they're not going to call it. So that's why you got to, for him, just stay, you know, just be in a slow pedal. He doesn't even have to, you know, pedal fast out of that. He can make that yeah. play all day. Yeah, it's funny because actually I did a uh, I did a review of him last year and I wrote up like my write-up of, of his game. And, you know, one of the top problems with him, like his his technique and his pedal, he's like a little bit hoppy. Um, and he doesn't like, use his athleticism enough where at the top of the routes, he tries to get too physical and he gets thrown off a lot by tight ends because, listen, right. if you're, if they're running full speed at you and they're going to break and you're, and you're going to really press that the top of their, or, or their break, um, you're going to get beat a lot. So I think he should use his athleticism. He gets too physical at tight ends at the top, um, and, we, and we see that. And here again, so he's playing. So he's, this is another um, – let's see what this is. It, uh, another, it looks like cover one. Or, um, yeah. Yeah, cover one. Yes, yeah, cover one. Yes, um, so, my problem with him here and his play is on the bottom of the screen for the people who are watching, uh, who are watching on uh, YouTube. Um, he's against the the Y tight end, and my problem with him here is I think I think he takes too aggressive of an, of an angle, which kind of throws him off. Yeah. Um, where he needs to take a little bit more of a, of a vertical angle right there and put him in a better position, and then again he get he does get pushed off here. You can see it right there. That's a that's a pretty clear push off. Uh, the yeah. it's not fully extended though. That's why, but he pushes that right. upfield shoulder, which gives him the room to to catch this ball on on Adams. But I think the problem with the snap is is, is from the jump right there. Yeah, and I don't. I'll tell you the other thing that I don't like. I think he's too wide in his alignment. To mm-hmm. Tell you the truth, you know from the start, you know, he's already down at the at the line of scrimmage, but he's too wide. Usually, I like to be, especially if you're covering a tight end, and you. I mean, even if you are, you know, you're the force on that side in case it is a run play, you know, you yeah. don't normally want to be like by four by two or something like that because you're fat, he's fast enough to get out there and still set the edge. You know, unless he's blitzing, you know, that's something else. And even if he is blitzing, you know, it'll still help him if he's three by two or four by two. But he's, 
yeah, he his his angle was too aggressive. I guess anticipating the the tight end going across, he ends up running the seven right on him. Uh, yeah, you know, he wouldn't have to react that hard if he if he right. did. The, you know, people call it like a, I don't know if you call this, but like two two LOS, which is like to the line of scrimmage, and you're just gonna right. you know, open your hips up inside. You're gonna press him inside because you have help on the inside uh, for right. the most part. But um, yeah, that's it's it's a combination of of things on this uh. This play, and yeah. he still has work. Listen, <laughs> he's he's played he's played well this year, but he he needs work in coverage. His coverage is not oh, yeah. fantastic. Um, no. he's he's not like Harrison Smith or Weddle or Earl Thomas. He needs to he needs to work on on a coverage. Um, yeah, that's that's definitely. If I had to say he had a weakness, that's definitely the main weakness of his game. Yeah, coverage. Yeah, it's and he'll get it. He's he's twenty three. You know, it's his second year in the NFL. He's going to improve. I think he's playing at a near Pro Bowl level right now. But if he improves that coverage, you know, gets a more smooth backpedal, uses a little bit more athleticism at the top of the routes, um, makes some more plays in, in coverage, he's, he's, he can be that all-pro type of player. I really do think he can be, but he needs to develop a little bit more. Um, yep. You know, so – and what is this – This I'm trying to uh, see what this play was. Uh, so this is just another miscommunication, man. Uh, cover three, and I don't know – this is well. Luck had a lot of time to throw and get to step up in the pocket here. It's why why it develops, but it's a it's a it's cover three, and Nickerson is in his curl to flat, but Claiborne is or whoever sorry that uh, middle of the field safety. That's a that's Marcus May. He's he's taking that you know almost like it's it's call it I would call it more of like a slice route almost, yeah. and uh, the the post from uh, I don't know what receiver this is number sixteen. It looks like. Uh, is just wide is wide open, and maybe yeah. that's it. Might be Claiborne's fault actually because he car- he carries that uh that curl right there where he should. That's not his zone. So well, that's what I'm saying. I'm looking at both of the corners, and both of the corners are playing inside like they're playing man. Yeah. So like I don't know what they're playing. Whatever you got, two guys playing man. You've got everybody else playing three. So yeah, that's definitely a miscommunication. I don't know how you don't get that communication coming out of the huddle. You know. That's because that's what it looks like to me. You got two corners playing man, and everybody else playing three. You know, including the, including the safety. Yeah, it's just it's <laughs> like I said, it's just uh, this is no specific look. Like oh, it, it could be a combo coverage. No, this is just a blown no, coverage. This is, that's, just, that's just a blown. Yeah, that's just blown coverage. I think they're. Yeah, I think, and I'm gonna go with the majority. I think everybody is supposed to be playing cover three. I'm with you on that, and I think Claiborne. But how do Claiborne and and I don't know who the, who the other corner is up there? How do they? initially just think one off the rip and everybody else is playing three. I, yeah, I that's, that's, what hey, you play the NFL. You tell me, I don't know, I don't, this, dude. I don't know because I'm, <laughs> I've, I've never actually seen that. I've seen where the Jets yeah, surprise I've, you every week. Yeah. I, I, I've never seen it like that. I mean, usually if we blow a coverage, like we're all blowing the same coverage because you know, if, if everybody's wrong, you're still right. <laughs> you know, it's the rule. Yeah. So if you blow a coverage, you know, we all blew the same coverage, but I, you know, we didn't, I never experienced where you know two guys are playing man and everybody's playing three and like yeah that's yeah this is yeah I don't know what happened on this on this play yep that's completely blown up mm-hmm. so <laughs> um and this is the so this one uh, like uh, for my understanding it's actually just kind of a hard play to cover and you actually saw the Jets run this versus the Lions week one but this 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 mesh snag concept with the mesh underneath um to draw the to the linebackers and you just run a snag behind it. And it's right. another uh, cover three look, and this I think I think this is kind of just you, you're going to get beat sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think this is almost what that is more, unless you want to correct me. But he is wide open, so I'd like to see the at least 
So for me, I think what I would like to see here is is Lee to pass that uh, the drag and then and then be aware of who's coming to his zone and, and recognize that snag behind him and, instead of carrying that uh, drag from the opposite side of the field and let Nickerson be responsible for that because that is Nickerson's zone. Um, but that th- this is pretty much as wide as open as it gets on that on that snag route. Yeah, no, and I I, I would I, I guess the way that I coach it and the way that we play is, is okay. Any wheel route or something like this coming out of the backfield, yes, the the flat guy holds it initially, but you got a deep third corner, so you let him go to the corner, and you mm-hmm. take and Dickerson takes the flat, so therefore the linebacker can stay in that, you know, stay in his zone. That's how you want to play it. Yeah. You know, so so you're saying yeah, same thing. Yeah. Oh, and this they just beat the coverage, you know, and they just you know because of the way the Jets play it, they just I mean they end up beating the coverage, and he is mm-hmm. wide open. But that's how you like to play it. You know, you yeah. if you're in his zone, you want to pass everything. The only time you really uh, in this instance, uh, would Nickerson would want to stay on the flat route? Is if uh, if there's you know twins or something like that, okay. you get a post or a go or something from one you know from from either guy or whatever it is, and they run the wheel behind it. Then Nickerson has to take the wheel route, and the corner's got to take. You know, he's got to hold the post as long as he can uh, until he can pass it off to the safety. That's like kind of the only time. Gotcha. You know, you you really want to do that, or if you're in cover two, you know, you get the wheel route. You know, obviously, you get you got two to that side. You get a post. The safety's got to take it. You get the wheel route. The corner's got to take it. You know, the nickel yeah. guy's got to take take the wheel. So it just depends on the route combination. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's kind of a play where I'm not going to like I'm not going to kill the Jets for that. But it, if they did play it like they were supposed to, they they would have made the play or been closer to making the play. Like it was, it, it's not it's not easy to say. Okay, well they should have done this and make the play. But at the same time, they should have done this and they should have made the play. You know, yeah. <laughs> like that. Uh, but uh, so this is and Claiborne has been getting so people and I don't know you're not like really like connected into Jets Twitter and I'm really not either because I don't like I don't love going on Twitter all the time because it just is what it is. I like just breaking down the film and getting it done with and talking to you about it. But uh, it's people are really praising uh, praising Claiborne in this game and we've shown he's been playing good. To decent, yeah. People are like, oh, he's a pro ball corner right now. Let's pump the brakes on that one. Not, um, not even close. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry. again, so this one, Claiborne is, uh, he's not beat over top here, but he's beat. Um, and this looks like it's a, it's another cover four. At least it's, that's what I'm seeing. And they run a hawk concept with that, mm. with the um, that post and that you know, out route. It's like almost like a speed out. And um, Claiborne is just playing way too far off. I don't know. He's playing with inside, but then he's, t- he's almost, he's not, he's not, it's not like he's weaving, but he's like backpedaling to take outside leverage, not looking at the receiver and the receiver just gets inside of him where if luck connects on his ball. He oh, leaves him. Six. This yeah. is six. He's that's beat six. That's six. Yeah. So I mean, that, that's six all day. <laughs> Luck misses the throw. Claiborne's beat for for a seventy yard touchdown here. Um, people don't talk about it because it didn't happen. But you have to look at it as if it did happen. If the if the play was executed well and Luck hit hit his ball, it's a seventy yard touchdown to Claiborne. Now people are talking about he had a terrible game. You know, so you have to look at this stuff. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. That's and that's why I'm glad. You know, we pull up. You know, I'm, that's why I'm glad you pulled the film and we get to analyze it because it's mm-hmm. it's plays like this. People don't don't really remember the play that no. didn't happen. Not one person will talk about this ever. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Nobody remembers the play that didn't happen, but this, you know, if you're playing a better quarter, you know, playing a quarterback that's, that's, and luck usually doesn't make, you know, miss many of these mm-hmm. strokes, say the truth. Yeah. Yeah. So 
you know, and we've seen where Claiborne's been beat on these, you know, on these throws before in the past. So it's not like it can't happen because it's already happened several times. So he, you know, and especially if you're playing cover four, he needs to be more inside. Like, yeah. You need to start off inside, you know, and I just, obviously, you know, I don't like this shuffling crap. I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that is. Turn, tango, I don't know what the hell that was. I've never seen that technique before. But, yeah, so he's been he's been okay, but he's still that decent number two. But he's been getting beat a lot more than people think he has been this year. And he's been looking at it. Honestly, he's been playing so well this year because of luck. And I'm, I'm, I'm listen, I'm not just saying that. As a as a regular like I'm not, even, I'm not I don't want to say it like that like a regular person but we watch the film every single week when we break it down and we know he has not been good as people think he's he's been, right. um, and in this play so the you have another uh, which turns into like a two by two gun with that like with that orbit motion, mm-hmm. um, and this is just lack of awareness this is this is pre snap recognition right here from 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 Lee right here, um, and Lee is in in man and it looks like a trying to see what kind of this is this is actually kind of weird too because jamal adams is cheating over to that side as well but right. from the snap it looks i don't know i mean it's man but i don't know why I don't two know, guys yeah. are following one right i don't, um, I don't understand. yeah i don't understand that i mean if you're gonna is, let the, if you're gonna let the linebacker take him you got i mean he's got to take him but claiborne's got to back up number one first of all you can't be on the same level but i i, I yeah, mean yeah, no that's playing, playing man yeah but this is this is like the, just a lack of awareness from this. I'm talking about like pre-snap recognition and lack of awareness here, where you're playing on the same level one with a tight split of uh, you have a, you have two or two receiver set right here is actually a tight end, but, but like a, a tighter set. You have a running back. You're in man on this on this uh, running back. You have to recognize that he's in a tight split, and and a lot of teams will, will run that like uh, clear out route, um, whatever you want to call it. And then just throw throw the swing route to the running back, and that's exactly what they do. You have right. to have awareness of of where everybody is pre snap and recognize this. They run into each other. This looks like freaking high school football. You know, you gotta you gotta know this stuff. <laughs> no, I agree. That's and honestly, that's on Claiborne. You got to. I mean, especially with their reduced split, you got to. I mean, you got to back up, dude. Like you got to back up because you know any tight split, <sighs> the you know eight times or nine times out of ten, you know the 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 receiver's going across the field. So you back up, you know, if you're playing man, you know, you just go have to be in chase mode, but you know, you play hit up the outside, but you still gotta, you gotta make way for the linebacker. I mean, that's, you know, that's just, yeah, from the start of the snap. That's, I mean, you just gotta know that. You, you lost this play before the, before the ball was snapped, which you never, you never want to say yeah. um, for an NFL team. <laughs> and this is uh, the touchdown to Eric Ebron. Um, I label it as cover six. I think I, I, I think cover six question mark. I think I actually went back and said it wasn't cover six when I watched it again when I, when I queued it up. Um, it almost actually looks like it's like a Tampa two. Uh, yeah. I, would, I would say it is a Tampa two. Um, but they run two verticals at the corn. I I think that's that's Marcus May, um, which Marcus May is put in a shitty position right here to be honest. Listen, are you gonna t- are you gonna take the outside, which will be if you don't take it, it will be wide open. You're gonna take the inside, which is wide open. Maybe he was expecting Avery Williamson right here to cheat a little bit uh, more over. Um, but uh, Ebron's hit for you know 18, 18 yard touchdown, which I believe is it's Tampa too. At least that's what I say, Marcus. Yeah, and that's this is a combination of two people. <clears throat> One, Avery takes a lazy drop. Yeah, that's the first thing. Uh, and also May at the safety position. Why are you biting down on a two yard yes. route? 
Yeah. Like, dude, like get back in your get back, get your depth and stay in the hat, you know, and stay in your hash. I mean, you got two guys over there. You got you got three guys, you know, down at the bottom. You, you got two wide receivers, you got three of your, you know, your buddies like down on the bottom. So I'm sure they can handle one dude, you know, doing, you know, on the quick screen or something like that. You gotta get your depth because you got you got you got a threat of three people, you know, potentially and two of them running vertical. So that's that's where the breakdown in this coverage came from. For sure. Yeah, and like you said, like I, I noticed that too, like I don't know why he's reacting to that, like that's that smoke route. Um, staring at the quarterback, staring at the quarterback. Yeah, but like, it, like, like you said, like if, <laughs> so if he was to, if he was to be more conservative here and split these guys, then you you get to declare later. But because he's cheating up, gets to declare really soon, and which is why Luck hits Ebron. So yeah. maybe even if he if he does have to declare as soon as he's being a little bit more conservative, yeah, maybe does maybe Luck does fit it in. Let, let's say like right. Um, you know, right here, but then May would be, you know, over top. He could, he could rally down and make a tackle, you know? Right, so, right. Um, bad play by, by May right there and Avery Williamson, who has been okay in coverage, but he has – he's not Luke Keekly in coverage. He's, he's okay. He's passable, you know? Right. Um, but you see more of his impact in, in the run game. Nobody's expecting yeah. him to be um, you know, fantastic. But um, moving on, so this is cover three. Uh, I don't know why uh, – what an over route is how I put there. Um, again, just another – it's another over route against cover three that's just wide open. And you have Avery Williamson and Lee literally within almost arm length of each other covering, a, a, you know, a, a snag route. So, um, again, it's just a, another blown coverage and, um, yeah. you know, a big a big gain. I don't, yeah, and I don't know if they're – like, if they're teaching this. I don't know why they're, they're playing – I don't know why they're playing um, – I mean, the three looks like man. I mean, tell you the truth. I mean, but when you, you know, like I understand if it's um, like if it's twenty-one personnel and you're in three, then you can like Mabel or Megat, you know, is what we call it. If you got like yeah. full flow or something like that. But in this, I don't, you know, I'm I'm a little confused by how how they're playing it. Do you want to explain that more, Marcus, so like people can understand? Like you're using oh yeah. So like, like if you so if you're in twenty-one personnel, which is two bags, one, you know, two bags. Is that right? Two, yeah, two yeah, back, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was yeah. telling him, like, it's 12, yeah. like, t- so the – Yeah, I know, I, yeah, I know. I, and yeah, I've yeah. said it, like, thousands of times, yeah. So Run, yeah, running back. back is first. I, that's, like, a stupid brain fart I get sometimes, too. Right. So it's two backs, one receiver, uh, one tight end. So if you get full flow, and full flow is if you get both of the backs going to the same side, like, to the tight end side, uh, in some cases, you can call, like, a Mabel or, like, a Meg. And what that means is the corner on the – the corner away from the full flow – it turns into man for him and everybody else is still playing. Like if you're playing three, everybody else is still playing three, but for the corner on the, on the single receiver side, he just, it ends up yeah. turning into man to him. Cause he's he got, got isolated receiver. Yeah. yeah. He's got, cause nobody's coming back over. Mm-hmm. So that's what, that's what that means. Yeah. Like I said, just so, uh, cause people have been commenting and they like to learn and stuff like that. So you throw out like, you know, Meg and uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure a lot of people don't know what Meg you know, is Megan uh, Mabel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, oh, yeah. yeah. That was, that was nice. Meg execution. People are like, what the right, hell like, what are you talking about? Talking dude? About? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, but, uh, all right. Next, next, next play here. Um, we should make like a gl- glossary. That's a, probably a good thing to do. Oh yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. We can do that. We can sell um, <laughs> only $125 a pop guys. Not that much. Um, so, this is another uh, look, cover cover one, almost like another like funnel one where you have uh, you know um, Lee right there playing in, in man on that running back, and then you have uh, Nickerson and um, you know 
Williamson kind of playing whoever you know, take take that in that outside slot right there whoever whoever um, breaks to the inside right there so they they're kind of like both in zones right here and everybody right. else is in is in man other than the the, the middle of field safety um that cover one look and Claiborne uh, dude again man like I don't he's looking he's in man. He's looking at the at the quarterback Andrew Luck the entire time. Opens his hips yeah. inside. You're never g- going to be able to react to any outbreaking route, even yeah. even a route where he, if he's going to come over, uh, use the sideline and run uh, a, a vertical route. It's going to be hard for you to catch back up on that. So right, because you're losing. Yeah, his execution and his techniques is just it's mind blowing at times. It really is. Yeah, no, it's bad. I mean, if you look at the top of the corner, the top actually plays it pretty good. You know, in this pedal, in this pedal. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Hip square. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't know why he keep why he continues to do this. And I, I, some guys think for whatever reason, and it's it just doesn't work. You think you're actually moving faster or running faster than than you actually are because you're already in a running position, but but that's but that's not really how that works. And then you're staring at luck the whole time. You don't know what to do. You know what. You don't know what the runner, the, the receiver is running. Like you have no idea. What if he runs it out and up? Then you're totally done. But you know. At oh this yeah, point. like yeah. <laughs> at this at this point, he's not. He he does not see the receiver. You're not gonna. You're oh, not no. gonna. He, he no, can't. not at all. So no, he, he sees Luck throw the ball and he's breaking on the throw. Exactly. What if, if Luck pumps it, and he and he turns around. He <laughs> head whips to turn around, and the receiver turns it up. Like that's six. All yeah, that. ex- exactly. The only reason he turns right there knows that like that that head whip or just completely turns his body is because Andrew Luck loads up. So um, I, I don't know. And I like Denard Wilson, but I'm starting to not like Denard Wilson. Uh, That's the DB coach? Yeah, man. I just When you see the same thing for two years over and over again, it consistently yeah. bites the Jets. Right. Cut the shuffle technique out. Like sometimes do it. I get it. But consistently get in the back pedal, you know, break off that T-step, do what you got to do. But, the consistent shuffle with inside leverage when you don't know where the receiver, you're like I said, you're you're limiting a sense, and you don't want to see that. Um, next play, another another which this is on this is on Nickerson. Uh, I said like miscommunication, and Nickerson is expected uh, to take this, which it looks like goal on defense is one of the hardest things to decipher. Um, but it looks almost like another. Um, I don't know. Well, so. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to see. First of all, I'm trying to see. We've got a single high safety, so I don't know who would be taking what. Yeah, that's, um, what that's what that's what's making this hard. Um, I mean, at the bottom, it's easy because you only got you've, you've only got two guys, you know. But uh, you know, versus, I don't know who's supposed to take what. I think Nixon's supposed to be somebody's supposed to be deep. Yeah, so know, it seems yeah, like someone's supposed to be out and drop back yeah. in. So I, I think that play, just looking at it, I would say would be on the corner. Because yeah, Nixon being in the slot's not gonna be able to take take that seven route, you know, from the from the from the two spot. It's gotta be the corner. And plus you gotta safety inside. So it's gotta be yeah, it's gotta be the corner's fault. Yeah, so like it's just another miscommunication, like I said, it looks like almost like a, a cover three or some people call it like you know, you have red two, red three. Um right. basically everybody underneath is just gonna be playing that that goal line. Um, and somebody just blows the blows the coverage right here, and that's again that's as open as you're going to get right there. He didn't even yeah. need to throw. He could let him even more right here and made it even more wide open. He didn't need yeah. to throw him behind like I'm, that. But, yeah, uh, I'm going to say that's on the corner because the corner. If you go back to the the beginning, the corner should pass the his underneath to Nickerson. Nickerson passes his. 
and the corner's got to sink back on the seven. Anything, if there's a post or like a seam, then that's that's what the safety takes. Is how how it should be played out. Yeah. So yeah. again, it's just it's just easy. It just listen, man. Like the Jets have played well in some of these games, but when you're seeing guys like uh, Dante Moncrief and uh, Chester Rogers, all these guys running wide open. Uh, the, Tom Brady, if they keep playing like they are in the secondary, and I understand they have injuries. They're going to get carved up, and people say, "Oh yeah." You know, and so I heard this week. Well, you know, the Jets are, uh, you know, decimated by injuries. It's not even like a talent, like one versus one thing. It's blown coverages. So, regardless of right. who's in there, regardless of how good you are, it does not matter. It, this was blown coverages. It was not a talent one v one thing. You know, right? Um, so, and this is this is um, again, this is Roberts in the inside slot right here, number uh, three by three by one gun set to. Uh, he's pretty much split, but let's just call it the field side. Um, and Roberts is 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 in man on the slot. He's playing. He's cheating. It. He's one of these already inside leverage. Or sorry, there's not a cover one. Sorry, cover two. Um, and he's cheating inside, and he's taking that, that the steps to the inside too. And all look, he's dude. Like you're opening up your hips immediately. You're giving them the outside the the outside route right there. Um, I understand Nickerson's there, but uh, he plays this really poorly. Does not disrupt the route at all. Yeah, he does. It's a completion. No, uh, yeah, you sure this is two? It looks like so. Looks this like is two, what, because yeah. you got you got. Look, what looks to me like you have man on the bottom, the bottom tight end. You got man. So hold on, let me pause this. Uh, yeah, I was trying to see. Yeah, I was trying to see what the linebackers are doing. Man, too. man, 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 and then you got they, they're saw, showing almost cover three. Yeah. They rotate over, but uh, I would say it's cover. This is like it's probably unless it's like two man. That's what I'm saying. Like cover two. That's what, that's what oh, I'm yeah. saying. Oh, okay, yeah. Two, man. Oh, yeah. Sorry, brain fart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, talking no, about man, yeah. talking about cover two zone. I'm so I'm sorry. That's that's my fault. But yeah, cover two man. Sorry. Right. Yeah. No, that's two man. Okay. Yeah. No, but yeah, you. I mean, especially when you're two man, you just gotta slow down. I mean, you're inside at this point. I mean, but you're done there because you don't say square. You don't do it like you say anything to. to you're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For the most part. You're done right there. So now, because when you're playing two man, anytime you're playing any trail, you can get like a great reroute because now, you know, you're playing trail, you got somebody over the top. So play head up the inside and almost let, you know, if you want to play like soft, you know, because we played it two ways, you know, you play it hard where you go up and you jam the guy and then get into the trail or mm-hmm. you, know, you can play it soft where you make it seem like you're in two or something like that. And you just kind of let the guy run and, and take his reroute, but you stay square and then as he's running by you, then you just turn and start, you know, and then you run with him, you yeah. know, and you establish your position there. But here you just – he's too far inside. And I know playing – and this is – honestly, even if you're in trail, it's still a hard route to get to, but you can put yourself in a little better position just, just by your technique. Yeah. All right, so we got a couple more plays from the secondary, uh, and then we're going to run through the, the, the uh, rest of it. But I got like uh, – let's see, four Jesus. more plays. For real? Uh, we're, I told you we're going to hammer the secondary this game because it was bad. It was, the was it that many? <laughs> I was say, was it that many? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was bad. It was, it was a lot. Uh, and um, let's see. So this is a cover four, um, what looks like cover four. It looks like uh, four. But there's only two under, or there's only three underneath. Um, yeah. So I think Adams on, on, on this play where there's another, it's another two-by-two two gun, I think Adams is just too late to to take that uh that that you know the tight end or what looks like I think it's a tight end um, on on the slot right there, and yeah. he just too he's too late to it. And um, this is this is one of those plays where it was it was actually a missed throw from um, Luck, but this is a play that people don't talk about because it wasn't completion. But he's beat right here. 
um, because I think he reacts, he reacts too late to that uh, vertical stem. Yeah, he's late. I mean, and one, like you, his thing about, about Adams that gets him in trouble as well. So he's hopping, he's hopping, and then we call it stepping in the bucket. You he's know, before hopping. he, yeah, he, he's hopping, he's hopping, and he's stepping in the bucket and he's late. Stepping in the bucket gives you, it makes you late just like looking back while you're running. Like you lose, you lose a step. You know, if you're running and you're looking back, you know, you lose a step. It's the same thing when you step into the bucket, you know, as we call it. So when mm-hmm. you're not in your pedal or you don't have your base underneath you, I mean, you end up losing, a, end up creating that separation, you know, which he does, you know, which is the reason why he's late. Yeah, yeah, you're not able to explode. Right. Um, and this is another play. So we have one more, well, I think one more, we might have more of Claiborne. I don't even know. But Claiborne <laughs> looked like he played well this game, but he did not play well this game. He should have got beat all, for a lot of yards this game. He, like I said, he, he lucked out. Um, against luck, ha ha. Uh, so <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not that corny. I might be corny, but I'm not that corny. Uh, so again, so he's in. Um, I'm try. I don't want. I'm not even going to try to decipher this because I can't see the in, the entire thing. But it looks like. A, yeah, it looks, it like, looks a, like man. Yeah, it looks like a man, and uh, yeah, it looks like actually like funnel one. Yeah. Uh, cover one, cover one hole. You know, they're funneling at that. That you know, whoever comes in the middle, the running back. Uh, so. Leo actually gets the hit right here because they run a it looks like a T stone or maybe it's just it actually almost looks like it's screwed up and Leo just had to run around. But uh, Leo right. gets a hard he gets a hit right there. He gets a really hard hit, and Claiborne misjudges the ball. He thinks the ball is going a little bit too far. He breaks off the receiver's uh, upfield upfield hip right there and try to get an interception. But if the receiver and listen, it would have been a great catch. Um, but he gave him room right there. He should have caught that caught that ball or almost caught that ball. So it's just bad. Just playing the ball in the air as well here. Yeah, it's bad technique. Yeah, just stay attack the, the ball. If, if anything, yeah, jump up and attack the ball, which is where you talk. You know, yep. trying to he's trying to basket catch it. You know, or Willie Mays it. You know, instead mm-hmm. of going up and getting yeah, instead of going up and getting the ball, <laughs> you got to attack the ball when you making when you're trying to get picks, especially on deep balls. You can't let deep balls. You know, you can't really basket catch deep balls. On deep balls, you have to you definitely have to go up and, and attack the ball. Yeah, exactly. So. It's a play that should have been a catch that could have been an interception. So it's like a double double negative, which actually it's a double negative makes a positive. So um, it's just two negatives. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here we go. Um, last or two – this is the second to the last one. Oh, sorry. We do have more Claiborne. Say. Um, so <laughs> he's inside leverage, and he's taking he's – ta- he takes that shuffle to the inside, and he opens his hips like right there – there's just no, there's no way you're gonna get on any hour, hour breaking route, and look how bad he's beat right here again. Yeah, and he's and they're playing. I mean, they're playing two man. I mean, he's playing trail, but he's yep. yeah, but he gets so out of whack from the beginning. Instead of just being patient, like I said, when you're in trail, you don't have to you don't have to react as fast. You can be as slow as you want to be, you know, until you get into that trail position. But he gets he gets out of whack so fast that he he creates you know a lot of separation on that route. Yep. All right, yep. um, last one of the negative. I have like a couple, I think, decent plays from secondary. Even though I, I, uh, yeah, let's say. Okay, so this is the um, touchdown to – and this is actually on Perry Nickerson, at least in my opinion, where they're going to drop um, Pennell right here into, into a middle hook zone. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a cover two look. It's pretty obvious cover two um, with actually it's, – it's almost like a Tampa two, and they're replacing that, that middle zone by the linebacker with – uh, you know, um, Pennell and Perry Nickerson, ca- he carries that vertical route too far and he, he vacates his zone. This is, he's supposed to be here. 
rally make a tackle, but he, he's carrying this vertical route too far up. And then, you know, uh, whoever that is, uh, Chester Rogers, just runs right by him for, for a touchdown. Yeah, that's definitely on Nicholson. He doesn't have to be – I mean, he doesn't have to drop that far. I mean, even though <clears> – I mean, you want to carry it, but you – when you play, that's the thing about playing zone. You can't look at – you know, you can't stare at the quarterback when you're playing zone. You got to be – you got to see the receivers and, and see the route concepts while you're playing zone. So he's just looking at Luck, and Luck's just holding the ball, looking at him. So they're looking at each other. <laughs> yeah. And so and Luck knows where his guy's going. Nickerson doesn't see anybody but Luck. So, yep. so that's, you know, you got to get better. You know, and playing zone is tough, especially when you're a team like the Jets that play, you play a lot of man. You know, you really have to work on playing zones and being able to see the field like that. But, you know, they should have worked on it enough. If they had enough confidence to run it in the game, you know, they should be able to know how to execute so this is the play, like, everybody, like, okay, you know, Claiborne had a really good game, and this is why. But minus everything before the catch, I could have made this play. I'm not going to – like, like, listen, yeah. man, that is like, gifted pick yeah, sticks. That is, that is total gift, yeah. <laughs> like, I, mean, yeah you play, I mean, you take him in the way you get him, but, yeah, that's, that doesn't mean he had a great game just because he, he had a bobble, fumble. And Jamal Adams got to catch that. Yeah. That's – Yeah, Jamal so, and it's only because of that flail after that ball. Because if, if it was just right here, he probably it probably hits his shoulder and drops to the ground. Because of that flail right there, it, it, it tips up, and that's 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 a gift. Um, yeah. No, that's a gift. That doesn't mean you had a great game, though. It no, 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 exactly. That doesn't mean you had a great. That doesn't mean you had a great game by any any stretch of the imagination. No, no, it's just you know, no. and this is like the good. So this is actually a good Claiborne uh, Claiborne play. And I was actually this is impressive. I, I talk about how. The uh, corners on the outside making um, tackles is is impressive, and they run which you know a, a smoke screen. Um, it's just what I call it. And Claiborne gets around two linemen who are breaking towards him, who actually probably took pretty bad angles to him, but he's not afraid of them. And he dips underneath him and makes a tackle. So that's actually a really nice play from from yeah. Claiborne right there. But yeah, that's a good play. Yeah, I mean, getting low, splitting the linemen, and, and getting on, you know, making the tackle. No, that's actually a really good play. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? True, yeah. yeah, two linemen running at you. Yeah, that's a really good play. Yeah, that's, that's that's his best play of the game. Nothing in coverage he did was was impressive. He actually played really bad in coverage. But uh, okay, so we have uh, two more, and this is Adams fumble. I talk I talk about the secondary in general since like most of the game was the secondary, and you know their poor play, but. This is uh who's number thirty three? Is that tur- is that tur- is Turbin thirty three on yeah, their I team? I could be wrong. I think it is. Yeah, I think this is right before he went out. Yeah, before so he he, yeah. he he injures him here, and it's really just because of Adams' aggressiveness. Um, and the Jets recover the recover the ball. This is uh, you know, ten uh, thirteen to ten, or they're down thirteen to ten in the uh, you know, second quarter, and Adams just comes. At, yeah, it's, okay, so it is Turbin. He just aggressively strips on the line of scrimmage, puts his helmet in there, and, and lays a good shot on Turbin. Actually, uh, I think he broke, maybe injured his ribs or bruised his ribs right here. Um, so good play to, to force a fumble, and it's mainly because of aggressiveness from, from Adams. Yep. I mean, this, like I said, we, we see these plays every week. You know, we know he can make these plays. Yeah. So this, yeah, so him making that play, you know, isn't – I mean, it's exciting, yes. Is it ex- kind of expected? Yeah, because this is what he does. Um, yep. you know, but I mean, good job of, you know, at least consistently in that area, you know, he's continued to play well. So you can't, you can't knock him for anything, you know, knock him for that at all. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's move on. Um, good from the offense. Uh, I'll bring up one play of, of, of a Jermaine curse who 
you know, came out and had nine receptions for 94 yards. We literally just said last week, where, where is Curse? Where is Curse, yeah. yeah. And they showed up this game. And I want to see more of this because we like Curse, I think, more than pretty much anybody else. And this was – let's talk about, like, bad, bad corner play. The corner, the corner is pretty he's, – he's sitting down right there, and he's, he's pretty flat-footed. Yeah. Um, so he's allowing Curse to just cross his face right there on that, on that slant where Curse is just kind of, like, almost like, like with that, like, like a skip step, uh, with that hard, uh, you know, plant to the outside. And he just wide open. But, you know, I, I like the uh, – I guess the catch and stuff. This is kind of more of, like, okay, the corners kind of suck this game as well. Oh yeah, I mean, but he he takes advantage of it. You know, yeah. the, crap, the crafty vet. He's like, he knows he's fast foot. He's like, all right, I'm just gonna give you a little something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Just just yeah, keep I mean, on his skills right there. Yeah. So so yeah, this you know the, the crafty vet. I'm glad he showed up this week. This he was. They were actually he uh, Curson and Pryor were actually my my number two studs. You know, together as a group because we finally saw Curse sighting. You know, yep. nine for it was nine for ninety four, and honestly. Terrell Pryor made some, especially in, in the first half, mm-hmm. in the first half for sure, you know, made some tough catches, you know, to tell you the truth. You know, the, t- the touchdown catch was tough. Yeah, that one in uh, that crease concept was a pretty good catch. Yeah, so he, you know, those were my two, my two, you know, my number two studs, you know, combined. Now, I, so I only have two more plays of good, good from the um, offense. And there was actually one play, I thought, I thought, oh, sorry, I didn't bring it up yet. Uh, there was one play where I thought Curse, I mean, uh, prior. I'm not sure if he was afraid of the linebacker or the effort was a little bit, a little bit down. But uh, you know, overall from the offense, Beecham, uh, he played really, really well. Listen, we've been playing guys like Miles Garrett and uh, the Jaguars and uh, Nagakwe and Campbell. And I know Campbell plays inside, but um, he hasn't been getting a lot of pressures. He hasn't been getting a lot of sacks. So I'm going to give Beecham credit on the offense. I think he's been playing really, really well. Um, mm-hmm. It was good to see Sterling back. Two receptions for 13 yards prior, like you said, five re- five receptions, 57 yards, one touchdown. Um, this was a really nice uh, or an, a nice play from. And this is kind of almost the same thing again, where he's just giving that little hesitation. He's st- he's not he's not even eating up a lot of that cushion. It's not like a great release right there, but the corner is just he's looking high right here. Um, right. Yeah. And he falls to that head fake, and then cr- I think he breaks the tackle on this. Uh, no, he doesn't. Okay. So, but kind of bad corner play, but like just like Curse, it's almost identical play. Oh yeah, <clears throat> you know once once he got the DB moving, you know moving to you know the opposite direction, shoot, you take the route back inside. Mm-hmm. I mean this this is the inside breaking route all day. So I mean if anything, yeah, I don't know what the corner's doing. I mean he's, <laughs> he's definitely looking high because he he goes he, he jumps outside immediately. Yeah, so, I mean with go right by you know it was a good route right by prior. He fell for that stick right there. He's gonna open up outside because he's looking high. Right. It's like, Eyes, feet, hands. Eyes, feet, hands. Eyes. Eyes are the most important thing in coverage. Yep. Um, you know, obviously, along with being an elite athlete, but I'm just assuming that if you're in the NFL, uh, <laughs> you already so, got that part. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, and this is the play where I was talking about prior with the effort, and this. Uh, uh, so he runs a drag route from the slot here. Um, this is not a designed rollout. I think that Donald actually just sees uh, Jabal Sheard right here, who's like a you know. He's a he's like a wide, almost like a nine tech, seven tech, whatever I want to call. It. I was like, I call it seven tech because like what, for me, what I personally do is like I put imaginary tight end right here, and give him the tight end's outside shoulders a little bit wider than a normal five. Or five would be like right here, so right. I'll, I'll call it seven. That's how I do it. People do it differently, but I'll call it seven. And um, now, so prior to running the dragon, Donald sees him. Obviously, he's he's pretty much wide open. I think he knows that he's gonna get pressure right here, but I would like to see him sit down right here and catch this ball. It's like. 
that's the only this is the only negative from prior that I, that I saw this game. But yeah. I don't know what you uh, see. I mean, just I mean, just looking at looking where the ball is, and look if you look at his hands and his head at the same time, he's I know he's expecting somebody to be there, but yeah. you got to catch the ball either way. You know, you just yeah, got. But even if, but like if even if somebody's coming right here, usually like you see a good receiver just sit down and cradle that ball and fall to the ground. You don't have to worry about the hit. Right. If he was leading him, yeah, you have to worry about that hit. But he, I think Donald is actually trying. Literally, he he knows that that safety's coming down. I think he he wants him to sit down right here. I don't think that's a bad. Yeah. Ball. I think no, that's not, no. away from a hospital ball. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. I mean, like we said, to real, he's still learning how to play wide receiver. You yeah, remember that he's still learning. Okay, so uh, moving on from the good from the defense, there wasn't a ton. Um, Leonard Williams, the the one play which uh, I actually didn't. I don't know if I actually I did. I did put up the play where he uh, he pancaked the crap out of uh, Quentin Nelson. Um, but this, I like to see this stuff, and this is the only. I I will guarantee that anybody listening to this show did not hear this on any other on any other platform about this play. Um, this was impressive for me. So he's he's rushing he's rushing from from like you know another like seven tech almost like a nine tech. And um, this is damn smart, man. He sees that the running back is breaking out into the flat right here. And it almost should have been, you know, it, it would look like incidental contact, but he, he purposely grabs this running back from breaking out in the flat, takes him out of the play and luck. And he does end up, um, you know, scrambling for three yards, but that awareness right there, that's, I, I really like seeing that stuff on film. I really do. Yeah. And, and, I know the D-line, you know, like Romeo Cornell was our defensive line coach, um, you know, with the Jets. I know he taught, you know, guys to do that, you know, as well a lot. You know, it's taught, our, taught our hands to do that. You know, if you, yeah. if you see the, you know, running back trying to leak out, you know, on your way to the rush, just like give him a little bit of something, you know, um, and you can tell when he's leaking out, you know, as opposed to him trying to chip on you. But just make sure you get something on him and grab him to delay him, whether it be on, so, you know, him releasing out in the flat or if he's trying to get out, you know, to mm-hmm. run a screen. That is a heads-up play, though. You know, I definitely like that and, and putting pressure on luck. Like you said, I mean, it's three yard, you know, three yard game, but, mm-hmm. you know, that could be, you know, that ball could have easily been thrown to the running back and it could be, you know, a lot more. So, yeah, that was definitely his up play. Yeah, no, it's, listen, it's not, it's not a 70 yard touchdown, but we, this is why we do the show and noticing things like that. It's, uh, I like that play. I like smart play. And people don't like, you watch it on film, we break it down, and we're showing it in, you know, really slow motion, but, it happens so fast and to be able to recognize those things and have that mindset in, in a play that's three to four seconds where you have guys colliding who are 300 pounds at full speed um, to be able to think that quickly. I, I, I like seeing that stuff. Like there's yeah. a whole place where McClendon last year would like hold a interior offensive lineman on a stunt, allowing, you know, the corner to get an edge. Um, yeah. But this play from, from Williamson um, I think there, there's a little bit too much separation from Williamson and Lee right here, which allows the, the running back to just break, break out on this like you know what, what come on call a stop or a check down whatever um but the really really smart thing about this play even though he's a little bit late getting there the 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 smarts the one one the running back is jumping up in the air because i think he's trying to avoid a hit right there he's trying to like bottle himself up but williamson to get his hand in there and strip that out is i love that play yeah no that right. is a good play yeah i mean williamson gets in and makes a strip running back doesn't have to jump in that instance yeah he actually makes it Worse, you know, he makes it easier for Williamson to get in and, and make the strip. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that's, I mean he he's finishing the play. You get in, okay, yeah, he has the ball, but you still have opportunity to get it out, and he definitely does that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's see, a um, couple plays um, 
from Lee. Lee, another interception. He leads the team right now with three interceptions, eight tackles. Uh, I got two plays from him. Even though, like, in coverage, he hasn't been getting exposed as much, but he still isn't great in coverage. Neither of the linebackers are great in coverage, but uh, they've been playing better. And this is a play where, honestly, Lee does not make this play last year to me. Um, and he, and he, and he sniffs out this, uh, this like counter, um, where last year he sees the offensive line flowing to the right. He follows them to the right. And then this is a big gain for the running back, but he notices, he notices the, the sifter number 14, who's basically just the underneath guy working across the line of scrimmage. And he, mm-hmm. and he follows that, uh, gets past number 74 and, and he makes the, uh, the tackle on Claiborne actually comes up there and makes it a good play too. But, uh, that's a good awareness play from, from Lee that I don't think he makes last year. Oh, no, it, it is. Not to fall for the misdirection, you know, reading your keys, you know, reading, mm-hmm. you know, I guess the, the triangle, as I call it, and being able to make that play. No, that's a hell of a play, you know, because they're definitely, they're trying to double, you know, they're doubling the three, trying to get to the back on the second level. Um, even though Claiborne's there, you know, to make the play as well, you know, what if he's not there? You know, then this. Or even if he hurls, I mean, no. Yeah, this can go for a long game. So, yeah, that's, that's definitely a good play by Lee. Yeah, okay. So I have, um, I believe, only one more play. Yeah, I have one more play of the uh, the defense. But, yeah, Leonard Williams, he played a decent game. Uh, Avery Williamson, Lee. Um, the Jets had three more turnovers this game. They're, the Jets are only second right now to the to the Browns uh, with, you know, the Jets have 15 turnovers forced and the Browns have 16. So the Jets are forced to turnovers. That's, that's good. Obviously, yeah. week one against the Lions aided that a lot. Um, but still, um, but last play from, from the defense, I'm then on a pull up of McClendon who talk about him almost every week. Um, just making plays right here and it's, you know, goal line stand. The, the Colts are in like a jumbo set right here and there's an inside handoff and McClendon, who is the, uh, two tech, he just, pull, he literally just pull, just quite literally pulls the right guard forward, arm over him. And then gets into the backfield with with Henry Anderson, who also shoots the um, the the B gap right here because he ducks his shoulder right there, which allows the or doesn't allow the, the left tackle to get you know all of his uh, momentum into his chest. So good play by Henry Anderson shooting that gap. Good by good play by McClendon right there to with the arm over. Yeah, and that's that's a really good play, especially on the goal line. You, yeah, you get, yeah, that's a really good play on the goal line. I, and and you and I are both on the same same page with McClendon. We both love his hands. You know, technically he's sound. And like you said, he's not one of the more flashier players or has the name, you know, kind of like Linda Williams or some other, you know, defensive lineman. But, I mean, he's consistent and he makes he makes plays. You know, he plays well and makes plays every week. You know, that's, yep. you know, that's, that's what we both like about him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and this is a play where actually Marcus May made a tackle at the one-yard line. The Jets stuffed him here. They made another tackle. I believe Brandon Copeland – uh, sniffed out a screen to to Ebron, and then another play they stopped him. They actually forced a field goal right here um, on the one yard line, which is which is great. Um, is there anything good from the offense or defense you want to cover? Do you want to move in? We have a couple plays from good, bad offense, bad defense, and we'll get into some of the other topics and then move uh, on no, to the game. Yeah, I think we pretty much covered. It, you know? <laughs> we cover a lot. We covered a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah, we yeah, it's uh, it is what it is. But uh, we hey, we got to we got to talk about it because I especially because I haven't been able to post film reviews on on Twitter. Um, but let me see. Oh, I don't know why I have three plays that are labeled forty three. Okay, so this is literally simple. It's, I'm not even. There's nothing to break down here. It's just visual evidence of Spencer Long sucking at snapping the ball. <laughs> uh, that's all it is. It's look at where the ball, like, dude. It's that's where the that's where Donald has to catch it. Now maybe you want to see him attack the ball a little bit more right there. Um, this yeah. is supposed to be an inside handoff, but like, 
come on, man. This is this is constant. I saw like four or five is just this game. Um, so Spencer Long, you know, pick your shit up and start playing like an NFL center, please. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, Anunwa, and then we had another bad play. Anunwa, he's been a little bit more quiet these last two weeks, and obviously he has that injury uh, with high ankle sprain. Ankle sprain. Yeah. yeah, so he's going to be out. But the problem with this play is it's 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 another screen to him, and yeah, he's getting some yards after the catch. But when I go to the other angle, you'll see what why this happens. And by the way, man, uh, I think the, Leonard is fifty three. He made a lot of plays this game, a lot yeah. of plays in the run game. He is really, really, really good player, really good recognition. I I like what I saw from him a, a lot in the run game. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem with him is look how he's carrying the ball. Yeah. You you want the tip of that ball tucked into your 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 between your where your bicep meets your forearm, and uh, he's carrying it too loosely. So you know, so let's say if he was carrying the ball correctly, he punches the ball down like that. It's it's gonna hit. It's gonna hit that crease in your arm. But because he's carrying it like that, like you know, a loaf of bread, it pops out because you're you don't have the hand strength to hold that ball when a two hundred fifty pound guy is punching out like that. So that's just nope. bad technique from carrying the ball. Yep, high and tight. That's how you got to carry it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> fumble recovery. I think the Colts scored off of this. So that's just a bad play from, from Anunwa. Um, overall, some other things. Uh, I only have one more play bad of the offense, but um, offensive line run blocking was really, really bad this game. And like people brought up one play of like, oh, awesome lane by the Jets' offensive line. But I went back and watched that play. It was like an inside zone play. And basically, the two uh, defenders of the Colts crashed too hard outside, and then it left two linemen versus one uh, versus one linebacker because like a spread set. And people are like, "Oh, it's a great running play, a great run blocking play." I'm like, eh, "No, yeah." yeah. <laughs> you had two linemen versus one linebacker, but yeah, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, so one more, one more play. <laughs> so I don't go on Twitter because I argue people. Like, no, well, what about this? I'm like, dude, just just watch the show. That's just. Um, so this is a bad one of the bad plays in the offensive line. You have you have uh, Car- this is like another uh, you know tight zone belly zone and Carpenter is ducking his head. He's not attacking. Um, the you know so if there was a one tech on the back side of this play or the front side of this play where this one the, you know uh, the one tech right here, mm-hmm. you have like that responsibility in the zone play ninety fifty ten. Right. So if the guys here, you're 90%, uh, 90% responsible. If he's heads up, 50%. 10% on the, uh, if he's on the uh, gap away from the play side. But you have no 90 or 50, so take the 10. Um, but he just he takes a, a weird step right there. Just, just block him out of the play right here. So he gets beat right there. Um, if you look at you know Shell on the right side of the line, he creates absolutely no push from, I think that's sheared. Um, which pushes him back into the play side gap. So we, we, I saw a lot of this this game from the offensive line. I don't want to break too, too many plays up of it, but this is the only play I did. But it's an example of bad blocking. Yeah, I mean, and they've, I mean, like you said, we've said this for weeks now. They just have they have to be more consistent, you know, especially in the run game. I mean, and for granted, <clears throat> I mean, they had some good runs, um, mm-hmm. you know, on a lot of the plays. But you know, if you want to be a really good running team, you got to be consistent, you know, week in and week out. Uh, they clean up those little mistakes like that, you know, having having a better understanding of what you're saying. I'm gonna try to see if I could. Uh, I'm not. I don't think I recorded it because I watched it and I was like, no, the, that that run play I was talking about where the the Colts played it really poorly. I don't think I I don't think I have it because I was like, I watched it. I was like that's stupid. Um, yeah. But okay, so 
Um, bad from the defense. Outside linebackers did nothing. The rush defense, you're allowing 12 rushes for 89 yards to, to Marlon Mack. Uh, didn't think it was a it was a good game overall um, from the defense in general. Run defense, pass defense, anything defense, just the, the pass rush. It was all it was all poor. Um, oh, why did I bring up that play? Um, but yeah. So any comment on that? I think I have one more play. Um, okay. No, yeah. I mean, in this, yeah, the 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 defense struggled a little bit. I mean, the front. I think the the defensive front played. You know, didn't play too bad, but. You know, from a linebacker perspective and secondary perspective, yeah, there wasn't. It definitely wasn't the best showing. They definitely had had issues. And and honestly, like you said, if you if Indy doesn't drop as many passes as they as they did, I mean, probably win. You know, yeah. I mean, Indy probably wins this game. I mean, they. You know, luckily, you know, they just got away with a lot of things. You know, during mm-hmm. this game. So you know, moving forward, you know, I hope they they actually see that and don't just look at it as okay, yeah, we won. Mm-hmm. You know, and just move on. You know, you have to go back and correct those. Please God, if they're not watching this film and say there's no negatives from this game, they're they're blind. All right, you know, so um, that's what I said. Like when I opened the show, yeah, I'm excited about the win, but how they won, it should have been a different game if they played this game better. And what happens here, just like in the run play, it's just the Jets' defense being overly aggressive. They're they're not reading their keys and they're all reacting to that to that orbit motion, mm-hmm. um, and it's, it leaves a wide open hole for for Mac, who makes a nice you know play right there. But Williams knows his best how to shoot that play that backside. Um, gap, but he's not able to do it. But it's it's because right. the whole Jets defense is reacting. Look at that, three guys. You have you have you have Nickerson, who's who's probably actually just a man, honestly, in that orbit. Yeah. I'm not going right. to blame on him. Right. But it's it's Jamal Adams being too aggressive. It's uh it's Claiborne right there being. I think it's yeah Claiborne being too aggressive. So it's yeah. a mixture of two. Things. Yeah, two of those three guys are supposed to be over there. I, I yeah. can probably just look at Claiborne and Adams. Yeah, yeah, two of those three guys. You know, they're supposed to be. <laughs> on the you know in, in that play you know on that side so and then another thing too like little little nerdy technique thing too is here on this angle you know that he's going to stiff arm you marcus may gotta so chop. listen he makes a tackle you gotta chop it and uh he reaches out which allows him to get a couple more yards like um you know you want to chop that like i said that bicep where the bicep meets the forearm right there and break that arm down um yeah. and he doesn't do that so uh but moving on uh, so many, many other topics, and we'll get into the game uh, coming up next week. Um, the fact that, you know, Bowles went for it, and this is where I had the actual stat. He went up uh, for before half. You're up 20 to 13, uh, ball at your own 28-yard line with 42 seconds left. I was really excited to see that they trusted Donald to, to do that. They went down, they got a field goal, and they're up by, you know, uh, two possessions instead of instead of one. So I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, other new, the other thing, the penalties went back up this week, seven for 49. They got to yeah. limit. They got to limit those. They're a young team, so I, I get it. But like you said, three or four, you really want like two or three or none. But like three or four, I can live with. But seven's too much. Yeah, seven is too much. Yeah, oh, I guess they don't break down. And for the most part, they had done well in, in getting those penalties down. You know, before mm-hmm. before this game. So you gotta you gotta stay on track. Either no penalties, or if you you are gonna give us something, you know, it's just like two or three. You know, it counts as the most. Yeah. Um, so last thing I want to ask you about before I get into the uh, Jets Vikings game. Uh, there's some rumblings about the Jets uh, potentially training for Chandler Jones. Um, listen, man, I'm all for it. Uh, so I'll, this is I'm, I'll be short and sweet about it. I'm all for it, depending on compensation, obviously. A first, maybe. Two-thirds, fine. The guy mm-hmm. led the NFL in sacks last year. The Jets yep. don't have an outside linebacker. The Jets have $100 million going to cap space next year, and most teams, minus dynasties, win 
on those four or five years the rookie with a rookie quarterback on their rookie contract. So if you can get a guy, arguably number one, two, or three, the best pass rush in the NFL right now, get him. You know, I know he's 28 years old, but 28 years old, 28, 29, like 30, that's like when you're still in your prime, you see the dip around like 30, 31, 32. But um, he's a physical freak still. So I'll, I would trade for him. That's just my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I would trade for him too just because he brings – a, he brings you that pass rushing ability. Two, he brings that he brings more experience to your defense because yeah. his defense is young. You you know you got to have you know two or three, four guys you know you know on each side of the ball that you know are either you know veterans and have some experience and and you know kind of you know lead the way and and maybe they you know he can teach them something that they're not getting taught you know in you know in in the in the building right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely no no and you know I would definitely make that that um you know make that trade and i'm not saying that it's like the the coaches you know the coaches in any kind of way but in live action there's some things that i can tell you that a coach can't tell you yep you know what i'm saying so yeah you know so when we say that you know so when i say that that's what i mean you know there's some intangible things that you don't know about as a coach that only i can tell you because i've actually been in that position you know in live action before yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm sure that uh, Chandler Jones can teach guys <laughs> like Frankie Louvu and Copeland some things, let's be real. so. Uh, yeah. and, but listen, he's 28 years old. If you try to win within the next three, four years, he's going to be 30, 29, 30, 31. He's still going to ball out at those really, ages. Right. He's a really good player. He he led the NFL in sacks last year. Like yeah. People talk I about mean, Mack and Miller. He's and at a great age. I, Mack, mean, I love him, yeah. Yeah, Mack and Miller. Um he obviously passed away, but I didn't mean it like that. But, uh, yeah, Miller and Mack, I should say like that, uh, they're really good, you know, pass rushers. But he led the NFL. Like, listen, give him his props too. It's just because he's not like a – he's not one of those guys that people don't give him as much respect. But he's probably the third best, fourth best pass rusher in the entire league. You could trade for him. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm all for that because people say, oh, well, draft – just draft one in the first round. Yeah, that's easy. That's that's fine. Just you know what, Marcus? Right. Why am I an idiot? Just go draft a guy as good as Chandler Jones in the first round. That should be that should be fine. You know, the Jets did it with Vernon Golston. Um, so, moving yeah. on to the Jets, <laughs> Jets versus Vikings. The Jets are eight and two all time versus the Vikings, which is which is good. I'll take it. Um, they actually lost last time. I believe that was 2013 on that like 92 yard screenplay to. Was it Charles Johnson? It was one of the receivers. Um, Jets first drive in overtime. Punt, like got, yeah. the ball went to the not uh, Vikings like ninety two yard screen. I was like, what? Uh, but, that was the last time. <laughs> but overall eight and two. They're five and zero all time at home. They never lost at home to the Vikings. I'll take that stat. But looking, it means nothing to be honest. I'm looking now at the roster. Uh, Kirk Cousins is he's playing really really well this year. He obviously has a ton of talent around him. Um, he's I, I would say like for me personally, he's like that. 12 to 15 range of the best quarterback in the league you can argue maybe rounding out like the top 10 area but he's a he's a solid quarterback he's not a he's not a top tier quarterback but he definitely gets the job done that's for sure um yeah no he, yeah Kirk's one of those quarterbacks where I say yeah. he's not at the point where he can just do it all by himself kind of like Peyton yeah. or Brady or something like that he's got to have you know he's definitely got to have some people around him in order for him to be successful, but he's been, you know, he's been playing well and being consistent. So, so they, I mean, they look, they look good right now. Yeah. And uh, listen, I, I know it's like probably like not, not the mature thing to do, but the way like he like kind of out of the jets on like that video where he's like saying, Oh, I wanted the jets and I used them as leverage to get the Minnesota Vikings up higher, which is obviously that's business that happens behind the scenes, but I didn't like how he outed the jets on video like that. Right. Um, it embarrasses them a little bit, I think. So I, I'm not gonna lie. I, just as a competitor in me, like him not coming to the jets, 
I want them to beat his ass. So whatever. You call me immature for it, do whatever you want. <laughs> um, so I hope they beat him down. Uh, looking at the, the running backs in the backfield, Dalvin Cook is is a weapon. He hasn't been – I think he's been a little bit banged, uh, banged up this year. But Latavius Murray, like last week, got like over 100 yards. They have a they, they do utilize a, a fullback and C.J. Ham. I'm not going to break down film on C.J. Ham because I would be lying if I told you I did. But uh, they have a decent backfield as well. And then looking at the tight end, you have uh, Kyle Rudolph, who's a he's a he's a mid mid level tight end who can get the job done. The Jets obviously struggled against guys like Ebron and Jesse Davis, et cetera. So uh, you know that running back and tight end group is is it's solid. Yeah, it's a solid group. Uh, you know, and like you said, I think Dalvin Cook, he's they've been you know putting him on a pitch count more or less. You know, yeah. for him coming back. But I mean, you know, between him and, and Rudolph, uh, you know, they they've done well as a group, I should say, and and. and you know, trying to be consistent. They've only had, you know, maybe mm-hmm. one or two games where they didn't show up. But, you know, it's just, it's a solid group. Nothing spectacular yet. Now, if Davin Cook's healthy, it's a spectacular yeah. group just because <laughs> just because he's healthy, yeah. But right now, it's just a solid group. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next group, which is the best – well, uh, I don't know. Between this group and the defensive line, but their receivers, man, like Adam Thielen right now. Yep. Six games, 58 receptions, 712 yards in six games, I repeat. Four Thank touchdowns. You. He is balling out. He is probably uh, – it's probably him – well, minus like the top, top guys. Well, actually, it's probably him, um, Keenan Allen, Antonio Brown, and maybe like Odell Beckham. Well, maybe not Odell Beckham, but like the best route runners in the league. Thielen can run routes, man. Yeah. Uh, he's really, really good. And if these guys are opening their hips to the outside and doing all this weird right. press bail shuffling, he's going to eat them it's up. over. He's going to kill him, yeah. Especially when they get him in the slot. Because, you know, now they move him around a lot now. Especially when he puts him in the slot, yeah, it's over with. And then they got Diggs, who's no <laughs> slouch either. He's probably a top right. 15 receiver. And then yeah. you have Treadwell, who's a big guy who hasn't really done much. But looking at the top two guys, Thielen and Diggs are uh, – uh, I'm, I'm afraid. Um, no, this, no this, is, this is a good wide receiver group. And actually, actually, Treadwell is actually starting to play a little bit better every week. I mean, you kind of see him. Oh, this. He, he looks like – yeah, he looks like he's, he's starting to figure it out a little bit. Um, yeah. But, yeah, but between Thielen and Diggs, I mean, I don't know how you're going to – I mean, you're going to have to pick your poison right. on that one. Yeah, you're going to have to take out one. And if anything, yeah, I don't know if we're going to see a lot of zone – you'll see a lot of zone coverage this week because of that. This is going to be an iffy week, you know, for, <laughs> for the Jets defense. I'm serious. No, I'm serious. I mean, this could be this could be a really, really bad week. Yeah. Here's the thing. Kirk Cousins, he's going to – he'll put the ball put the ball there, but all the drops that they saw last week, yeah, you're not going to see any of that this week. Versus guys these, like these, Chester Rogers. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, these dudes gonna catch everything. <laughs> this is the best, this is yeah. the best offense the Jets have seen by by far. Um, and they just gave up thirty four points to luck with nobody. Um, they got beat pretty badly sometimes versus the Broncos. They got beat up versus like Bortles. This is this is a test. I'm, I'm, I'm I never root for injuries, but I'm hoping they have some like bad cheese up there in like the like the Wisconsin area, and they get diarrhea or something. <laughs> That's the only way they're going to shut these guys down. Uh, maybe the Bills did it. I don't know how they did it. I watched the film, but that's the only like, glimmer of hope. Look at the, the, the offensive line. From what I've heard, they've been a pretty big disappointment. Uh, Riley Reef, Tom Compton, Pat uh, Elf, Elfline, I believe how you say it, uh, Mike Remmers, and Rashad Hill. They've been pretty underwhelming, so people are getting some pressure on um, Kirk Cousins, and they haven't been able to run the ball too well. So that's that's the only group that's like below average, and I've heard – from some reliable Vikings people right now that they're not playing too well. So yeah, no, they're not playing well. And I, for whatever reason, I, 
we get a lot of Minnesota games down here. It's weird. But uh, <laughs> yeah. so I've seen them quite a bit. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they haven't been playing that well this year. And they're, they're probably, they're definitely, probably, they're probably the, the you know, the, the group that's playing, you know, the worst, I should say, on probably on the entire team, to tell you the truth. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they've underperformed that much. Uh, you know, but they, you know, part of that, you know, that's part of the reason why Buffalo, you know, because Buffalo's front mm-hmm. isn't that bad, to tell you the truth. So, you know, we, I know the Jets haven't had much pressure and not doing necessarily, you know, I don't think the Jets front is as good as Buffalo's front. So that same pressure isn't going to be there on Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but there, there will be times where the, the, the defensive front of, of New York can, you know, the Jets can take advantage of Buffalo. I mean, we can take advantage. I mean, not Buffalo, take advantage of the Vikings, you know, O-line. Mm-hmm. And the run, like you said, the run game has been non-existent, you know, for, for Minnesota thus far. So, I mean, there'll be opportunities there. You just got to, you know, you just have to take advantage of when they are there. Yeah, if you see like a mixture of things, because like you see like bad offensive line, okay, blitz them, get to the quarterback to not allow these receivers to open up. But if you allow these receivers in space because you're not playing conservatively, it's like a pick your poison thing, like you said before. Um, moving on to the to the defensive yes. line, uh, Lindell Joseph, Lindell Joseph, or Lindell Joseph is the, uh, I think he's the best nose tackle in the entire league. Um, oh yeah. You have Sheldon Richardson yeah. who's playing well. He, I, I, I know like stats wise, I don't think he's playing great, but I know he's a lot of pressures. Um, Danielle Hunter and Everson Griffin, I think pound for pound, this is the best defensive line in football. Mm-hmm. Um, just by the names, um, they haven't been playing as well as people thought they were. But I know is it is it Everson Griffin or is it Hunter who's like has a crap load of sacks right now and hits? I think it's Griffin. Um, but they're both monsters. I think they're it's, both, yeah. Hunter they're both, Hunter yeah. looks like something you you create in a lab. Um, I know, right? <laughs> dude, his yeah, cut, like, yeah. The cuts that on dude, his arms. Yeah, a freak, man. <laughs> like yeah. 2% body fat. But obviously, that's not realistic. 2% body fat doesn't exist. But, uh, well, it does, but you'd be like anorexic. Um, but, yeah, that group is – that's scary. Moving on to the linebackers, just the front seven in general. Anthony Barr is a, is a, is a solid player. Uh, yeah. Eric Hendricks, the middle linebacker, is a, it's, he's a decent player. Um, solid. And then Ben uh, Gaiden. Adon, whatever the hell his name is. I've never really heard of him, so I think he's the only guy I've never really recognized, but their front seven in general is just it's, – it's absurd. Yeah, no, their front seven is, is legit, like for sure. So there's going to be – and offensively, yeah, I don't know how – I don't know what the plan the plan is to try to take care of that front seven this week because they're going to have their hands full this week for sure. I mean, this is – I mean, I know they did a good job of handling, you know, handling Denver. Who's, their front seven's okay. You know, a lot of speed, they kind of, you know – you know, it's mainly speed, but with this group, you get both. You get guys that they have power and speed, you know, and they're yeah. good with their counter moves, good with their hands, good at in coverage, good at stopping the run. I mean, they're you uh, know, this is a legit group. Like right here, <laughs> this group is legit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is the reason before the season I, I picked, I, I, because I saw Thielen and I, th- I saw Diggs and I saw Cooks and I saw Murray and I saw Cousins, who I think is a capable quarterback, and I saw their defense. I, I picked mm-hmm. them to go to Super Bowl this year. They're, they haven't played like it, but they uh, a lot of time to um, you know turn it around. But their their team is is, is crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. And you look at the secondary. Um, Harrison Smith's one of the best free safeties in the league. Andrew yeah. uh, Andrew Sendejo uh, or wherever I think that's how you say his name. He's Sendejo. he's overlooked, but he's decent. He's a decent safety too. No, he's good. Their, their corners. Trey Wayne is is he's he's okay. He's okay. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. But you okay. have Xavier Rhodes, who's one of the best corners in the league. Mackenzie yeah. Alexander, who's he was from um, Clemson. I think that's right. Yeah. Second or third round pick. Um, he's decent. And you have Mike Hughes. So their secondary is not as good as a front seven, but Harrison Smith and Rhodes back there. Harrison Smith's one of those guys who he's going to show you. He's in cover two or cover three. He's going to rotate. And he's going to pick you off. He's, he's, he's really good at the chess game of, yeah. of football. Um, yeah. So, you know, the secondary is, is it's solid. It's not as good as the front seven, but yeah, no, yeah, the secondary is solid. I don't, and I don't, I don't, it'd be interesting to see this game if they, if they, cause usually they match up, you know, Xavier Rose usually follows the best guy. It'd be interesting yeah. to see if, if they, if they do that, you know, with the Jets coming in. Here's one if a Noir plays. If a Noir plays, then I think Rose no, will probably match up on Noir. He's not. Oh, he's not? Okay. I'm just going to go over that. Jets injuries. Uh, no oh, Marcus okay. May for three to four, three to four weeks because of his broken finger. Anun was out for three to four weeks, uh, high ankle sprain, which three Ooh. to four weeks, that sucks, man. Uh, he's a big piece of the offense. Uh, yeah. Buster Screen, I'm not sure if he's playing. He's in concussion protocol. Um, so he's, an, he's a question mark. And then uh, Tremaine Johnson's a question mark. But if you're going to beat this team, you, we at least need Buster Screen. Listen, I'm not a big fan of Buster Screen, but he's better than Perry Nixon at this point. Um, and Tremaine Johnson, you have to hope he plays like the corner he's you know, paid to be even, you know, somewhere in that range, like a number one corner. He hasn't been playing like a number two or three at this point, but uh, right. you have to hope those guys play for, uh, for sure, because you're playing, you're matching up Roberts and all these guys versus Thielen and Diggs. I, have fun. Um, and the confused me last game. Uh, they didn't, they didn't play Rashad Robinson. I like Rashad Robinson. Um, yeah, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's, he's super athletic, really good hips, really quick feet, really good burst. Stop start quickness is good. They didn't play him. Uh, I'd rather see him over Nickerson or Roberts, but um, we'll see what, what happens with that. But um, uh, Jets are color rushing this game, by the way. Wasn't you? Like, oh, my God. Really? Yeah, yeah. You said you hated Come the color on. rush. I can't stand the color rush. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, Wait, are they going to be a bit home? Yeah, they're green on green. Oh, my God. That's going to be nasty. Yeah, yeah, they're, uh, <laughs> that's the Jets account. I, I saw yesterday. I was like, just scroll my Twitter title. I was like, oh, he's gonna be. He's not gonna like that because uh, Jets are. They, they literally said uh, Sunday were color rushing or something like that. So, uh, yep, they'll be in those jerseys. Um, oh, no, I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited next year to see the the new jerseys that they have. I really am. I like the the jersey switch. Um, but let's see. Moving on. Uh, keys to the game. You got any Marcus? I I put down. You know, almost like every week. You need to get pressure on the quarterback. That's that's obvious. Um, right, <laughs> you know, I like hate because all the same stuff. Uh, get rid of the ball quickly to tire out this defense. I think that's the only way you're going to beat this defense. You get the ball out on a lot of screens, tire them out, make them react and bite up a little bit, and then and throw a deep shot behind them. So I want to see a Robbie. You need to see like a Robbie Anderson like 60 yard touchdown this game, um, to to score on this defense, which I put next. You know, hit Robbie Anderson deep. Don't you yeah. can't turn the ball over versus defense. So you hope to see this like a pickless game for for Darnold. Uh, take advantage of turnover opportunities, finish in the red zone, put that in caps versus this defense. If you're in the red zone, you got to finish. You can't come away with field goals versus this defense and this offense. Uh, hopefully get a big special teams play or something. And this is going to need to be the best game the Jets have played so far to, to win. So those are my, my keys that I, that I wrote down, I guess. Yeah. I'll, I mean, honestly, pressure on Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to yeah. win. If you're the Jets, you got to win your one-on-one matchups. Uh, you got to finish in the red zone, and you need a you need a, a extra play from somewhere. Yeah, punt, return, punt, kick off. Like you, you need Pick like six, a, something. Yeah, you need something. Yeah, you need like an extra play. You need you know you need that you know kind of the, the hidden yardage or invisible play. You know 
some people call it, you know. But yeah, that's yeah. you know, those would be my only keys, to say the truth. I mean, obviously the other ones are like standard, but those for sure, particularly the one where you need the extra play, like you need the extra play. Or or <laughs> or three. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm actually change our prediction now. Uh, so going into the uh, what, what is your score prediction? I put it down. I just changed it actually. I'm gonna say Vikings 33, Jets 23. Jets got beat by 10. You just want to see competitiveness. And honestly, honestly, if if Donald plays well, uh, I'll, I'll I'll take it. But this is a tough game. But slight glimmer of hope just because the the Vikings almost got beat by the Cardinals. They lost to the Bills, so they're 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 kind of inconsistent, but. If right. they're collecting all the cylinders, just watch out. But I'm going to say, uh, like I said, Vikings 33, Jets 23. Yeah, I'm about to say I'm 34-21. I'm kind of the same ballpark. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. That sounds about right. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So, we're both predicting a loss. You you by 13, me by 10. Um, so, going into the picks of the week before we, before we sign off, as we do every week. Um, last week, um, we both picked the Jets. The Jets obviously won 42 to 34. Uh, we both, you know, picked the Eagles who beat the Giants 34 to 13. I picked the Bengals. You picked the Steelers. The Steelers won, uh, 28 to 21, um, in Cincinnati. We both picked the Chargers who beat the Browns. Your boy, Anthony Lynn, uh, 38 to, to 14. We both picked the Bears. We were talking about it before this game. You're going to go back and watch the film uh, messaging me about how they lost that game to Brock Osweiler, but they oh, lost 31-28. to 28. Um, That was really surprising. We both picked the Panthers, who, as you know, I have a running bet going where I'm going to say the Redskins are not making the playoffs. They lost um, in Washington 23-17. to 17. Damn you, Panthers. And then uh, we both picked the Ravens, <laughs> who shut out the Titans 21-0 to zero in Tennessee, which, you know, is what it is. That sucks for Titans fans who were there. Um, and then you picked the Patriots. I mean, you picked the Chiefs. I picked the Patriots. The, that was an awesome game, but the Patriots did win 43-40. to, to 40. Um, Tyreek Hill got some beer thrown in his face. Lawsuits, all this crazy stuff. But uh, we both went 5-3. and three. I am now 20-19-1. I'm back above 500. Thank Jesus. And you <laughs> are now 25-14-1. Uh, I'll bounce him back. I just got to I gotta get a game or two on you now a week. You can't, down five is not good. So uh, we'll see here. I'm actually, you know what? I'm, do, I'm doing it. I just deleted all my picks. You can't even see them anymore. So I'm getting the benefit of picking oh. second. Okay. This is, this is what we're going to do. Now, whoever's in the lead, which is going to be you probably for the rest of the year, let's be honest. Whoever's in the lead picks first. You're picking first. So, the, uh, Thursday night, br- tomorrow, tonight, sorry. Um, I literally only put it because it's tonight, and I'll be watching the game at work probably. The two and four Broncos at the one and five Cardinals. Who's winning this game? Uh, I'm going to take the Broncos on this one. Damn. Okay. Uh, they're, they're, I mean, the cards are. I mean, we are we obviously we know they're in rebuild mode. Uh, and they just haven't really been. They just haven't been playing consistently. Rosen yeah. starting now, so you know with the speed of, of you know Denver's defense, I think that'll you know affect them and that all out a little bit. And uh, and I would say offensively, even though even though I think Patrick Peterson a match up with you know, he's a he'll match up with Demarius Mar- Thomas. You know, I think Denver still got you know they've got plenty of weapons to to. To be able to beat that, that yeah, Cardinals. Sanders is balling out this year for for oh. sure. Yeah, yeah, he's playing so, well. So yeah, um, I'm gonna take the Broncos. Next game, um, Sunday one o'clock, three and two Panthers at the three and two Eagles. This is this is actually a tough one. To tell you the truth, 
That's why I pick them. <laughs> yeah, this is actually a tough one because I know I know Carolina just lost to the Redskins. You know, and that and they're weird like this, and that's why I don't like picking Carolina games because yep. they'll they'll lose to they'll lose to Washington, and then they'll play somebody like Philly or New England, and then they'll beat them. Like, yep. okay, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, seriously? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's because of Cam, man. It's just his it's the playmaking ability. Yeah, the defense shows up to when the defense shows up. That front seven, you know, it shows up too. So. Yeah, I'm still gonna go with the Eagles. Damn it! All right, <laughs> I was really okay. All of that, that sounded great. You all, you almost sold me. Like, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Eagles. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, okay, you know, Cam. But uh, all right. So you're taking the Eagles. Uh, let's see. Next game. Let's see, I'm taking the Eagles as well. Um, next game, the four and one Saints at the four and two Ravens, who just shut out the um. You know, the Titans last week, so it's actually the number one defense in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is another tough one, actually, to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Because Baltimore is playing really good right now. I'm going to go with the Saints, though. On this one. All right. Um, I think I'm going to roll. What is, what's the Saints record? Four and one? Four and one. Yeah, like yeah this is uh, – okay, so I'm picking I – mean, I mean, this is a good one too. We're gonna, I think we're going to pick all the same games this week, which kind of sucks. Because I, just, I don't want to pick just because – just to pick them. But uh, the Ravens are 4-2, and two, but I, I don't think they're good. But I don't think they're that good, if that makes sense. Like, so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the Saints as well because I think their offense is just it, – it's, it's really, really good. Yeah. Um, I so, mean, in their office I – mean, I mean, with the exception of the home, obviously. But they've had some – I mean, they've kind of struggled a little bit, especially on the road this year. The Saints have. They always – yeah, they always kind of do. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they always do, but this year a little bit more than yeah. normal. So, so, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, gonna take, I'm still going to take the Saints. So. I, uh, I picked up Willie Sneed this week, so I had a couple buys for receivers. So, uh, revenge game for Willie Sneed. Give me a couple touchdowns. I'd appreciate it. Yep. Um, next game is the – Three, I think this is a good divisional game because the Redskins just just beat the Panthers, the Cowboys just blew out, yep. um, you know the Jaguars, which was shocking. Um, but Sunday at four twenty-five, the three and three Cowboys at the three and two Redskins. I think this would be a pretty good game. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Cowgirls. Um, okay, so you're taking a cow. Yeah, so <laughs> this is this is this is really hard for me because I want to take the Redskins, but I cannot root for them to win because of my bet. I'm taking the Cowboys too. Yeah, my original pick. I'm not changing it. We're going we're going the same this week. Hopefully, we both go five and zero then. Um, but okay, so we're both taking the both taking the Vikings. We're both taking the Broncos. Both taking the Eagles. Both taking the Saints. Both taking the Cowboys. Um, and that is it for the show. I uh, hope everybody in, enjoyed it. Uh, like I said, leave those reviews. Um, we appreciate the last one we got a lot. It was just fantastic from uh, Roberto, I believe his name was, or Alberto, sorry. Um, Mark, anything you want to uh, close out with? No, man, just um, I'm, I'm really thinking about this, this just Viking game this week <laughs> because, I mean, because honestly on paper, it just doesn't, it doesn't look good. Like it really mm-hmm. doesn't. So, I mean, they, it just doesn't look good. But let me tell you this. I, I think honestly, I think this this could be the case because Minnesota's defense hasn't been playing great like they have been, you know, yeah. previously. So this could actually I mean, it could end up being a shootout. It could actually end up being, you know, kind of like a 34-31 game. You know, to tell you the truth. I just don't know, you know, it just depends on whose defense shows up on Sunday is gonna win the game. I'm That's just saying. 
I'm just saying. They, yeah, that's that's kind of where I, where I am. If the Jets win this game, they just won three in a row, beat the Vikings at home. Be prepared. We're going to go over the film, but I'm going to be in a really spunky mood because that'll be freaking awesome. If I'm going <laughs> yeah. to this game. It's going to be like 50 degrees out or 49. I can wear a sweatshirt or sweatpants if I want. Well, not sweatpants. I'll go out in sweatpants. Jeans. Um, you know, I, I can wear shorts if I want. Like, I love this weather. It's fall. Uh, Jets are on a winning streak. If they beat the Vikings at home, especially Kirk Cousins, uh, it's going to be a good week. I'm going to lose on my bets and my fantasy teams are all suck, but it, it, who cares? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Um, like I said, have a good week. Uh, you know, leave those reviews. Subscribe on YouTube. Throw us likes. Do whatever. Comment. Even if you want, even if you don't want to send any questions, just we've got a lot of uh, YouTube questions with people asking questions. Asking questions there. Make a YouTube account. Um, yeah. We appreciate everybody for listening. We're we're growing. Um, we are excited for things that will be coming in the future, hopefully. Um, and we will see you probably. I'm gonna say next Thursday uh, around the same time. So thank you, everybody, for listening.